Surprise! <laughs> Hello and welcome to the King Heroes Journey podcast. We are coming on about 35 minutes earlier than we expected because of some uh, uh, mix-up around the scheduling, but here we are. Here we are, and Rockfin is going to go live right away. So we're already on YouTube and Facebook, and I am going to share a link to Rockfin in case anybody would like to jump onto that platform as usual. And I'm here with Russian Vids today. Welcome, Russian Vids. Thanks, Beth. I greatly appreciate the invite. And I also, I also have to thank Rose for setting this up as well, because she's the one that sort of put this together, of course. And you listen to our stream, uh, our previous stream on her channel here on Rockfin. And yeah, I, I greatly appreciate uh, Rose setting this up. And we're here now talking. And uh, yeah, even though it's a bit early, you know, uh, with scheduling um, mix-ups, no worries. Everything's um, happening the way it's meant to happen. That's amazing. I totally appreciate your your patience and your presence is very valued. And it, and a huge shout out to Rose because she is the one that's introduced us and gave me a little bit of uh, behind the scenes, which helps a lot because, you know, I'm sure as as you know that it can be difficult to, you know, really go in detail and look into every person and where they're coming from. So when Rose and I talk and we share Intel and it's like, oh, okay, so many, so many dings went off when her and I were talking about you and she said nothing but good things. And I'm going to say hello to uh, Sue Finelli. I'm really glad you found us and Billing Tunnel Bear is here. Even though it's early, you guys are tuning in with your psychic uh, powers. And Emilios is here. Woohoo, RV, you're happy to, uh, to have RV here as well. I, it's funny, even if, if, as I say your name, I know that you are a highly censored uh, person especially on youtube and uh, so i had to make the thumbnail for a highly censored uh, individual guest <laughs> yes, yes, and uh, yeah isn't that what a, what a day and age we live in where we're sneaking around to have a conversation and share uh the truth what people are are uh, needing more than ever these days and so I understand you to be a grandfather in this movement, and that's what inspired me to have the topic today be the origins of the truth movement. And I know there's good and bad, and over the last three years, I have discovered a great deal of controlled op and people who are, you know, maybe giving some truth and going sideways on the rest of it. And uh, hello, mm -hmm. Nachiketa, nice to see you. I'm glad you're here. So, yeah, I would like to talk about... What do you consider to be the origins of the truth movement? Well, you know, there's nothing under, under the sun at all defense. So the truth has always been out there. It's just people, you know, they're inundated with the, the false narrative that's been pushed upon us since birth. And, you know, this environment, this apparatus around us is, you know, uh, what they created it becomes our reality. And, and the problem with people is, you know, they want to fit in. And, and that's the big issue is just... This is what everybody believes. This is what people think. And that goes, I mean, the microcosm is different societies throughout this world, um, traditions and what people do. People frown upon what people do in China, in the U.S. and vice versa. But um, across this flat plane that we live on, um, there's one thing that's that's not um, disputed with, the, with, with our, within the normies. And that's that we supposedly live on this ridiculous spinning ball that's zipping through space. So. Yeah, it's just, um, like I said, getting back to the question about uh, the foundation of it all as far as truth is, um, it's always, like I said, it's always been out there, it's put out in segments and people are blind to it. Um, there's so much hints. Like I always say uh, on my live streams and videos, there's nothing hidden in this world. Everything's 
put out there. It's just you have to dissect it, break it down, and look at things. They always give us hints, and the hints, generally speaking, go over everybody's head. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I am myself a student of, I hate to say psychology because that in and of itself, <clears throat> excuse me, is a very, you know, highly constructed uh, profession at uh, area of study. And, you know, it's designed by the people who don't want us to know the truth. And so it has a lot of limitations, but I'm one of those that I had to go deeper. I don't know if you know any of my background, Russian Vitz, but I'm a cancer survivor. 20 years ago, I was told I was going to die. And then that started me on a very deep path of, okay, let's, let's get to the bottom of this. I want to know the truth more than I want to be in denial of the truth because I was losing my life to it. But some of us that don't have those big experiences in life might not have the reason to get past all of the cognitive dissonance that comes up when you have, you know, what seem to be two facts that that don't match up. So what was your entry point into all of this? What was that turning point for you? Well, it was a gradual turning point, you know, started when I was very young, questioned things. I always had that kind of frame of mind at a very early age. And I, I always believe we all are, born, are born with uh, different traits, different personalities. And mine was, you know, from the get-go is just to question things. And I never was one to just uh, fit in just to fit in. You know, that's always been, uh, you know, my foundation. You know, when the kids were all wearing Spuds McKenzie shirts in school, you know, I, I just said to myself, I'm not going to just do it because everybody else is doing it. So if you got to have that frame of mind of you got to be your own person. That's the foundation. Uh, if you're an individual that's looking to fit in, truth is not for you. So that gets into when I was very young, and I mentioned this uh, several times in the past, when I was very young, maybe four or five years old, playing in front of the house with my brothers, uh, one of my older brothers mentioned how earth is supposedly spinning. And I looked up, I looked around, I said, no, we're not. We're not spinning. I goes, he goes, no, we are. You still notice it because it's, earth is moving so slowly. I'm like, no, we're not moving. We're not spinning. So it's like, trust your instincts, you know, just don't take things. So that's the foundation of me just from a very early age and uh, to you know, be more concise moving forward, you know, as time went on, just, you know, overall questioning things. Uh, you know, when I first started to drive, I'm like driving long distance, distances. I'm thinking to myself, when is this supposed baller going to curve? I'm like, when would I notice that if we're living on a ball? I just had this, you know, and people around me noticed this when I was very young. I, I always thought different than everybody else, looked at things differently. And that was mentioned to me at a, uh, a very early age, older people would say you're more mature for your age. So I kind of like stood out as in I didn't just bend uh, to peer pressure. I never did. And that leads you to having a more open mind. So the people that follow trends, you know, like going to towards today, like if there's an ice bucket challenge or this challenge or that, and the people that participate in these things, that's part of psychological brainwashing of uh, fitting in, being part of this group. And that gets back to, like I said, when I was younger, I never felt the need to fit in. So they're still doing that. It's still like part of society. Adults are partaking in things like the ice bucket challenge or the Tide Pod challenge or this challenge or that challenge. So that's still part of the structure of society, just going along with things. So it it gets into the psychological aspect. But yeah, it, it definitely... Uh, there's many facets to uh, the mind control that's taking place in society. And the first thing is breaking away. 
And uh, very few can do that. And that's the first step to looking at things objectively and without the coercion of peers and a peer pressure and uh, society uh, telling you how to think and what to believe. There you go. And that's, uh, I have to imagine, a big evolution of the truth movement itself that, you know, in the, in the beginning days, you would have had mostly people who don't know. And now, like, for example, in my world, it's all people who do know. In fact, you won't even want to have anything to do with me. I, I'll literally vet people out if they don't know that, <clears throat> you know, there's a, uh, the, that, that so-called virus is really a boogeyman and uh, you haven't questioned anything. I mean, you can't hold it against people too much with the, the FE stuff because that's so monumental. I know lots of truthers that haven't gone down that road, don't want to go down the road, you know, another layer and level. And um, what I've noticed in the truth movement, because that's the people that surround me, is that they can have another pitfall. So they're open to seeing the lies, but out of what I call, you know, the rebel archetype, that energy. And so the rebel doesn't need to fit in at all. That's one of their superpowers that they don't need people's love and approval. They're willing to be the outsider in order to make needed changes. But one of the shadows can be for that rebel that um, they're actually looking for disapproval. They like not fitting in. It feeds something in them that is not actually, um, you know, so it gets people in trouble, gets them to be a rebel without a cause. And, uh, yeah. you know, so just very interesting nuance. And that's that's what I felt called to help with, actually, it's because truth yeah. gets stuck in a whole different level of energy. So, yeah, we have to be very careful with that because there's people just rebellious to be rebellious they have a maybe a bad side of them and they're just doing like for example being rebellious against society where it's anarchy and they don't follow any rules of morality so there's a fine line of you know being part of society not disruptive but pointing out important truths without being abrasive um you know and, and pushing it that way so yeah there's you know there's you know the rebel of the cause like like you mentioned but I'm very careful with that, not, you know, being uh, presenting information passively, letting people, um, you know, absorb the new information, hopefully, like anything else, you know, new information is like a meal, it takes time to digest and process. But, you know, the, the main thing getting back, I want to mention quickly, is the whole foundation of, of getting involved with truth is, there's no shortcuts. Myself, I see people jumping into this later in the game. And they need to eradicate a lot of things, the preconceived notion about many things. So, you know, they get involved with truth. They, they, they point out the obvious nine 11, the, the, the moon landing hoax. And they think, you know, in the beginning, this is like, they're, they're, you know, there's people behind this, the government, they're faking these events. They're, they're, they're manipulating things. Um, but they don't know. It goes much further than that. You know, it goes to the food. It goes through education. It goes through the whole apparatus for a system. Uh, you know, so it's, it's a long road to truth. And like when I tell people about the JFK assassination hoax, they, it just, it takes a long time. I could break that down, but it takes a long time for people to, um, to open up to that because again, the preconceived notion, uh, the, the thought of JFK being a hero when, you know, basically he was just a puppet, just working. Uh, for the people that are, you know are behind everything, he was just very clever deception. That's just one uh, example. But the point I'm making is, there's no shortcuts to truth. And I've been at this for a very long time. People jump in, 
and they and they think they have a good grasp of it but you know that's why i come with the term baby truthers you know it's again no shortcuts it's, it's a long road and um but the main thing with me is in my uh, presentations and my uh, live streams i really stick to things i can prove i really want people uh to listen to me but i also have to prove what i say i just can't pull things out of thin air that's a strong point about me so when a lot of people in truth are talking about, for example, a human cloning, like they're cloning celebrities, I'm like, wait a second. I, I question both sides. I question the mainstream narrative, and I also question the conspiracy so-called narrative. I said, so they're doing these human clones. Where are these cloning factories? And they respond to me, oh, we know they're there. I'm like, where are they? So I'm very fair and balanced with that. I just don't want to like believe it because it's, a, it's something that's potential. I need something solid concrete to grasp on before i go in that direction so that's my that's my foundation if i'm going to talk about things i'm going to have something solid concrete to back it up it's okay to theorize about things but we have to be very clear about this this is a potential theory i don't have evidence so we have to be clear as people involved in this realm of conspiracies if we're going to present ourselves to people in the mainstream they want to take us seriously we have to have adequate proof concrete proof to to present them you know like flat earth or anything else um you know we have to be well uh, we have to be knowledgeable about the, the for example people talk about vaccines they have to know the history going back to the 1800s with the cowpox and the foundation of it all and really quickly i'll just mention is you know cancer you talked about having cancer i'm so sorry about that Beth. but people don't know this the basically cancer is unknown until the cowpox vaccine was was introduced um, in 1850s, and then about 67 years later, uh, this one doctor, W.B. Clark in New York, he examined 200 cancer patients. He goes, every single one of these individuals have been vaccinated. You know, and every I haven't run across an individual, um, a non-vaccinated person that um, that had cancer. It didn't exist at that time. But I feel, I believe they implemented where they put it in different things. Of course, fluoride, MSG, um, you know, aspartame there's there's different ways of, of getting that and uh for example real quickly i'm not going to go into the last point before i let you jump back in here as the host uh like for example simple things like like people protect themselves against uh skin cancer protecting themselves against the sun they don't know even on quote official websites about cancer government websites they say there's ingredients in in these sunscreens that have cancer causing agents and, and this is what I'm talking about, the full spectrum. You know, research needs to be done on every level. If you're involved with truth, you've got to look at all facets, all aspects. And again, there's absolutely no shortcuts in, in the research. Yeah, exactly. Evidence, evidence, evidence. And uh, I'll just chime in here because I, I don't know if you know at all, but I got involved in the alternative law movement and uh, I was like a baby at the baby, not even in diapers yet. Just, <laughs> uh, but I felt called and it was actually Rose who had taken a lot of that initiative at the time and was interviewing Alphonse Vecchiolo and I could feel my resistance. And, and I'm the kind of person when I feel resistance, I usually go towards that thing because I know there's something in it for me. If nothing else, then to just get past the resistance and release that energy that's getting tied up there. And, uh, and then, so in the law world, there's so many claims, the Russian vids, like in endless claims. And in the end, I've seen how deeply psyop that movement is. Yeah. And, that, you know, the BS is slinging every, every direction. 
And then uh, we, we tasked ourselves to write a notice when they decided that 12 year olds could get injections here without parents permission. And it was my line in the sand, not, not going any further. So we started to pen a, a notice to the perpetrators. And uh, there were so many things I thought were true. And then when I went digging and looking, and it was going to be a legal document I was putting out, even though it's not, not a, a huge force and effect, regardless, uh, it, it was a huge wake up call. And I'd go into some of the uh, you know, the, the the truth broadcasters out there who would always say, oh, just go into the notes and all the, the evidence is there. And then you go into their notes and it only leads to their own videos. And you're like, yeah. uh, hello? Like, <clears throat> so it made me really grow up with respect to my own claims. And when I make a claim, it has to have some foundation yeah. in, in real evidence. So that was that was a really good thing. And um, we have that in common, Beth. We have that in common. We're evidence based. And the, the main thing is this, too, is coming to new conclusions based on solid information. A lot of people, um, they're married to ideas and concepts um, and they're full on board on something. And once someone is too married to an idea and I give uh, Rose's boyfriend, uh, Jason, a lot of credit. He, he talks about being married to, to ideas. Um, and then once you're married to an idea, it's hard to divorce it. So we have to come. To, we we should be able to be like liquid, where something new. It's like, hey, this goes against what I believe prior, but this is this uh, goes against what uh, I used to believe, and this is solid information, solid evidence. Uh, now I have to be able to move on and say, hey, you know what? With this information, I can come to a new conclusion. And that's the problem with people, and not only obviously in the mainstream, but also in truth. Once they have this idea. Um, and specifically when they're, when they're like really digging their heels on it and really promoting an idea. Now they have an audience specifically if they have an audience now they don't want to look bad or look like a fool in front of their audience. So they have to maintain that, that type of thought on, uh, you know, the previous thought, even though they know deep down inside, Hey, you know, I was, I was wrong about this. And that's, that's why we have to have that foundation of, you know, we're able to, to come to new conclusions based on, um, solid evidence it has to be obviously solid exactly what so, one last thing i want to mention is so that gets into people i know about like flat earth so this is a really important point beth when it was first introduced instead of saying hey let me look into it they're already combative they're already um they already have this preconceived notion and they're fighting it instead of like let me take a look at it so that's a, that's an important foundation for everybody in truth to really understand is you don't have to commit to it right away just say, hey, let me look at that. Because the first knee-jerk reaction is, no, it's stupid, it's ridiculous. And then they make that public. Now they don't want to look bad. So I, I tell people that's a really important point. Don't don't just commit to it right away. Say, hey, this is new. Sounds ridiculous. Let me look into it fully before I, I make any statement. But too many people, they already, oh, you're crazy. Oh, you're going to lose credibility. What are you doing? And they haven't even looked at the foundation of it. So I just want, I'm, I apologize for that, Beth, jumping in there. But I think it's really important for people to be conscious about that with all truth is let me take a look at it. Let me research it thoroughly before I come to a, a solid conclusion. Mm -hmm. And like you're saying that, you know, even even when you do research thoroughly, you stay you still might very well come across new information. I, I hope you do. That's all, isn't that always the hope for any true 
inquisitive mind or, or a critical thinker that you get new information. We want that. Yeah, <laughs> you want to get smarter. You want to get more, you know, I, I don't use that word enlightened, but, uh, but at the crux of it, and I think you've already said this is, is that if you learn something new, you might have to admit that you were wrong. Like there was a day, for example, when I would stand on my soapbox and say that men were responsible for all of the ills in the world, the evils or ills in the world. And oh my gosh, the day when I realized I, I let go of that, which was in me constructing that reality, it wasn't there anymore. I didn't believe it. And it was time to repent and to come clean. And I remember my very first stream when I came on and, and admitted, you know, because I was, I had a, a, a sea of women around me and I was speaking women's empowerment and I was very subtly putting pet men down and I just came clean and I went, here's where I'm at. And, uh, and I did actually get a fair amount of backlash. Like women were angry because they loved my narrative and there was, you know, an exodus of people out of my world, but I got to stand in my real truth and then was able to, you know, it was actually so satisfying when men came out of the woodwork and like, yay, you, you don't hate us anymore. And, uh, and you're, yes. you know, I, I want to highlight strong men. I want to, this is part of my, uh, my repentance is to, to, uh, to give men dignity and, you know, not, not every man and the whole gender thing is, uh, yeah. Pretty useless. But this leads me to one point. It doesn't sound like I'm getting there, but I'm getting there. And so you're talking about trusting your instincts and the evidence. So you've got two different sides of your brain. That's also in my world, that's the masculine and the feminine. And so how do you see those instincts working together with that evidence? Because what I notice is that people usually go polar, right? They, they're only evidence and they they never will entertain anybody's intuitive idea leap of intuition or they go full on intuition and they completely ignore looking for hard evidence so where do you where do you think that you can find that balance yes great question there beth and i think the uh, intuition has to lead to something solid so you have you can't just be based on intuition the intuition can lead you to something that has to be proven to you and talking about the point you just mentioned about men and women and the duality aspect, um, you know, I'm a pretty blunt person about this. I, I, I'm going to say men and women, you know, equally need each other. Um, this world cannot operate. Obviously, there'll be no men without women in this world. Um, and just being very blunt, uh, just imagine these, these giant bridges, Golden Gate Bridge, these giant buildings, um, if there's no men. So every man and woman have a part equally. Um, and when one tries to rise above the other, um, you know, obviously you know, <laughs> they, they have, they're biased. And, but again, I look at men and women, um, being equal. And, um, and so I, this whole men versus women thing, that's, that's part of the divide. Just like I said before, black versus white religion versus religion, uh, blue collar versus white collar. They want to divide us every which way possible. And people get pretty angry, uh, angry thing when I say this, but this is true in a lot of aspects where in certain fields in society, uh, men get paid more uh, for the same job, you know, and that, people will debate that argument. That's been true going back in the past. Um, that's maybe more level playing field, but that's just a part of the divide they wanted for, for the longest time. So they, again, the, the whole point I'm making is they want, they want to divide us every which way. And the big divide obviously is truth versus lies. And that's uh, the normies versus people searching for truth. And see, the thing is this, normies can be wrong about everything. We we can't be wrong about one thing. If we were wrong about one thing, now we're just disqualified. Everything we say, oh, 
uh, 9-11 is true because you were wrong about this one little tiny piece here. So the whole thing is true, and but they could be wrong about so many things. Just like the, the globe believers were this one individual wanted to debate me years ago about, about the globe versus flat earth. And I asked him the very foundation of things. What's your dimensions of the so-called ball earth? And he couldn't he couldn't answer the, the very foundation of what he believes in. So that's that's where the problem lies. The the lies, the, the, the people on the opposite end of the spectrum, they don't have to be knowledgeable. Just repeat what they say in school and the textbooks. And and even when you're wrong, you're right. So it's a it's a real tough battle, but it's it's a battle worth fighting, uh, fighting for truth. And, uh, you know, and, and like I said, um, you know, constantly over the years is there's nothing more important than this truth of this world. You know, living in this world full of lies and your whole life is a lie. You live, you know, you, you're born, then you then you end up dying whenever you die, 50, 60, 70, 90 years, whatever, and not knowing your whole life was just a big illusion or lie. And the biggest lie is uh, this uh, zipping through space water rocket ball, you know, that everybody's been brainwashed to believe. So to me, it's a very sad existence from living from birth to death, um, not knowing uh, the amount of lies people have been fed. And it's, it, to me, it's a very sad existence. Yeah, it really is. Because to the extent that you suppress anything, you suppress everything. And so if that's the habit lifelong that compounds over time, and uh, it doesn't get easier either. Right? That's one of the things about people aging is that not only does can their body get stiff, doesn't have to, but their mind also gets stiff. Yeah. So, you know, when they say long in the tooth and set in their ways, and I remember my grandma telling me, you better get married early because you won't want to later. And I'm like, oh, that's a clue, grandma, <laughs> of some kind. And uh, speaking of Flat Earth, so, you know, I, I feel fortunate. I had some good people in my world. I want to shout out to uh, our friend Cami Nodell and uh, just express the, the very sad loss mm -hmm. to the FE community this week, was it, I, I believe, of um, Bob Nodell. He was here on the King Heroes Journey podcast. I feel very fortunate to have interviewed him quite some time ago now. I, I think it was uh, very early on or even before the pandemic. It might have been just before. And I will be um, uh, putting that interview out. So I just wanted to to shout out and, and say that out loud. No doubt you knew Bob. Yes, yes. Um, sorry to hear about his, his passing, definitely. And um... Yeah, never, um, never easy to handle for people, specifically those uh, that are close to him, specifically, obviously, his wife, Kimmy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, much love to her <clears throat> and their family, exactly. And so I feel very uh, excited about knowing about the earth. It's just so, because I am, you know, when, being a woman, I'm a little bit more inclined towards the intuitive side of things. And the whole you know, space thing and the moon, is it 93 million miles away? I couldn't supposedly. even, yeah. supposedly, <laughs> I, I couldn't even memorize those facts because I have no foundation whatsoever in my own perception, in my own tuition. But as soon as I started refiguring, it was actually thanks to the folks like, like Bob and, and Cammy and men in Rose. And um, I, I might mention a few names that, that might uh, ruffle your feathers a bit too, but uh, you it's know, okay. Yeah, yeah, and and I don't I don't mind everything's on the table here. I'm I'm fine. But when I looked out at the sky after that, it was like I'm home. 
I'm home. Because one of the things they try to convince you of, this is more the new agey side of things, and, and we'll talk about the face side, is that, uh, uh, that we all oh, we're, we're like, we don't belong here. We're really, you know, off, from off planet and, uh, and, we're, and we're longing to go home. Well, I had a landing in that, just in the, in the reperception that we're in this beautiful contained atmosphere and, and God provided these luminaries, not the planets. And, and it's not so far away because I can see it's right there, right? Yeah. My senses tell me. And, and this, is, this is the big psyop is when you stop trusting your own senses, yeah, absolutely. I agree hundred percent. And, um, this is, this is the problem is, you know, is <laughs> the conditioning, social conditioning is, is so powerful. Um, evidence, um, will be thrown out the window because that's how powerful the programming is in society. And like I mentioned earlier, just fitting in, just fitting in. And also definitely as we're speaking, uh, Beth, I definitely want to get, um, the screen share going. So while we're speaking about things, I think it'd be really nice to explain to uh, people um, that are maybe newer here that may be just jumping aboard uh, for the first time, because I know a lot of people are aware of a lot of things we're speaking about, but just showing through, showing things through imagery, I think is really important. And while you have a cat, I have a cat in the background crying. I was just checking real quick. But one thing I want to do is if I can, Beth, if I can screen sh uh, start the screen share here and let me get that going so we can really get into this. Uh, let me present and let me get this going here. Okay, let me get the screen share going and then we'll, we'll be there momentarily. Okay, here we go. So, for example, people talk about, oh, it's ridiculous to believe this notion, you know, we we live, uh, you know, in this contained system. I mean, again, you know, visuals right here, you have this church right behind it during the day, you see the daytime moon. If that moon is supposedly in deep space, you know, uh, you know, hundreds of thousands of miles in, in deep space, we shouldn't be able to see it. This isn't our contained system, like the Bible says, how God created the, the firmament and the, the two great lights, the sun and the moon are within, are in the firmament, not outside, within. So you look at the sun here, and I mean, this is clear as day, no pun intended with seeing the sun itself, but obviously these two great lights are within our contained system without a shot of a doubt. And that gets to... What I always talk about is this world system we're living in. Hopefully everything is is being displayed properly. Okay, I just double check and they're making sure everything's showing properly. It is. And, and might jump know, in quickly. The, the, the picture, the, the first picture of the moon, you could see right through it. The yeah, sky was like that. that alone. Like how we have to dumb down our senses to not see that. What, what do people think they're seeing? Yeah. And and, and to me, uh, like, like, like the Bible says, you know, they're two great lights. They're literally lights and... And obviously, you know, supposedly landing on the moon back in the uh, late 60s, 69 to be precise. Supposedly, um, I, I don't believe there's something could be, that could be landing on. It's a light. It's a light in the sky and definitely is semi-transparent. A lot of things that, that the moon does is is a mystery. You know, only uh, God knows what it's made of. A lot of people in science, they want to sound educated, a well-read, and they'll say things like, oh, we know what it's made of and we know how the sun works and we know what it's made of helium and hydrogen and all these things when they've never been there, obviously, just like the core of this uh, so-called ball earth, which, which they're propagating this lie. And they supposedly know what is, what's the, the inner core is made out of when they haven't drilled more than uh, eight miles down. So there's things that are pushed as fact. 
such as endless space. Well, how do they know it's so-called endless space? You know, if they have never been, you know, beyond, you know, X amount of uh, miles, you know, in, in the uh, in, in space. So a lot of these things are just taken as fact when it's just things they basically just make up, obviously. And to continue on here, I just wanted to show this. And this is Please. really keeps. I'm showing these two images with the sun and the moon. And it comes down to uh, knowledge and uh, ignorance at the top of the pyramid. You know, they're the ones with the knowledge. Everybody down below the pyramid is kept dumbed down and ignorant uh, in a classic structure for manipulation and control. And that's what it's all about, keeping people dumbed down. And, and that's the reality of this world. And just concepts um, in plain sight. You know, and I'm just I'm just moving this uh, this over here to get to to certain things. Just the programming in society, like we watch MTV um, in, during our youth, and we see like music videos by the Thompson Twins, and you know, one baller is not enough. They have to have three, and of course, uh, Eurythmics with Annie Lennox and the Space Rocket and the in the Ball Earth, which she spins, and she says, "Sweet dreams are made of these." That's all it is. Just an illusion, just a dream, basically. And they always put the truth in plain sight, um, give us hints in, this, in the entertainment aspect. I had another image here. I'm not sure where it went. Oh, here we go. So uh, this is what I always talk about, Beth, and everybody else listening in. They purposely do things like this. You know, they tell you who's behind everything, pun intended, with uh, the MTV studios. And this one's actually in Canada, the old one in Toronto, Canada with the Masonic Square and Compass on the bricks in the background. So they never mention this, but obviously they can have many different backgrounds. But dead center, right, you know, for everybody to see, they have the square and the compass of Freemasonry in plain sight. You know, it's, it's MTV. It's basically Masonic TV. They, they call it music television. It's definitely uh, Masonic television um, instead of music television, to, to be to be blunt. But also, too, of course, the launch of MTV 1981, they had the uh, the rocket launch, the, the space shuttle launch. So there's so much programming going on through visuals, and that's what I really uh, wanted to uh, hammer that point uh, specifically uh, with these things. And uh, definitely, there's a lot more to show. I don't want to keep uh, going on and on. Just definitely want to give you the opportunity, of course, to jump in. Um, and actually, a couple more things I want to show real quick before we uh, move forward. Please do, I, and I, I'll just let you know. Uh, I'm I'm uh, going to turn my camera off for one minute to relieve my cat, but I can still totally hear you. So please do continue to show us. Yes, I got to do the same thing actually because my cat wants to leave the room, and I have to okay. open the door for her. Okay, <laughs> we're going to have a cat, a little cat break here. Yeah. <laughs> okay, bear with us, you guys. I'll I'll wait for Russian Vids until he's yeah, free again. We, we, cats are our boss, and just in case anybody isn't aware of that, that that cats rule. And yeah. uh, if you don't serve them, then nothing gets to happen in life. So <laughs> absolutely. Very I'm important. back already. Okay, fantastic. So like I said, I can still hear you. You go on, please. Okay. Yeah. So, you know, the whole topic, you know, on, on the flat earth here, for example, it's funny because Google has this notation underneath all the videos about the idea of flat earth being this ancient archaic idea that's been debunked when they show these images, uh, you know, of the flat earth with the firmament. You know, this goes back to 2012 or 13. This is the first one, I believe, right here, which I've covered back in 2015. But it's funny. They keep, you know, slamming, knocking the flatter truth when Google themselves is showing these on uh, Google doodles. And it's just, to me, it's just pure mockery. You know, it's like, again, 
the light through words, but they tell the truth through signs and symbols. And obviously that depiction, just like in Canada, where you're at there, of course, you have the Sky Dome and the retractable dome in Toronto, Canada. And you have the, it's funny because they have the D and the dome and the sun within the D of the dome. A little bit of a hint here. And one thing that people are not going to see, which I talk about the numerology aspect. And for anybody new at this, it might seem a little strange, but there's also a color coordination. So you have that, that goldish color with the blue and blue and gold is 33 numerology. So there's a lot of, when people first hear that, they won't think much of it, but I've in, in past presentations and moving forward, I'll show it more where there's a lot of color coordination based on uh, numerology and the color orange, which is the, the only color numerology that is 33, but combine here, the, the gold and in, in the, like the police, like specifically California, they have the, the golden blue, um, you know, on, on their uniforms. And of course the star symbolism, which is huge, of course, um, in my estimation, for anybody that understands where I'm coming from when it comes to the stars, um, you know, of course, a third of the stars were thrown from heaven, Lucifer and his fallen angels, angels and stars are interchangeable. So that's a huge aspect, of course, um, right above Washington, D.C. is the upside down pentagram. So the star symbolism is a huge aspect as well. So we have here as well is from this 1983 TV show called V for Visitors. And this is two for one here because in this, uh, you know, this TV series released in the 80s, the whole concept of these so-called alien invaders, while they're talking about alien invaders during this episode, they're sh clearly showing the flat earth model, the four, the biblical flat earth model with the four corners, the, the dome, the ferment, and you can clearly see the constellations, kind of a little bit blurry here, but there's the constellations within the ferment, the sun, the moon circling, and you actually see that circling path. So this is just the duality aspect of showing us the truth and plain sight. Again, they're programming society about, you know, deep space and aliens while they're showing us um, this tr truth of the flatter. So with every lie, they give us the truth. At the same time, it was kind of um, with this whole TV series. Uh, they supposedly came to Earth to give mankind this vaccine that cures cancer. So it's funny throughout history, in recent history specifically, the whole topic of vaccines in flat Earth. You know, they're 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 combined. Like they had this uh, this one saying, "Let's flatten the curve when it comes to uh, COVID and all that." So. They're definitely intertwining one huge lie with one huge truth. And again, that's just duality. They're always giving us uh, the truth in plain sight. Just like that one song uh, by the lead singer of uh, Mick, Mick Jagger for the Rolling Stones, when he's talking about, uh, and the lyrics go, you know, shooting up vaccines, Bill Gates in my bloodstream. Uh, the, world is flat, uh, the world is flat and cold, you know? So they're putting the two together, you know? So that's, a, like I said, it's a huge aspect of the duality and I'll leave it at this. Let you jump in here, Beth is, you know, again, if all they give us was lies, it's no longer duality. It's no longer Freemason duality. So they must, they must give us truth and lies. The yin and the yang, it'll be 99% lies, but that 1% truth, because if you take away that 1%, then it's no longer duality. So they have to work on that concept. And, and that's really important for people to understand Again, the full spectrum of truth and understanding the foundation of the people that run this world.
Very good. And I've seen so much of the, the um, opposite ratio as well, where it's like 80%, 90%, 95% truth. And then it could even be the one, you know, the 5% sideways, but it's a really important sideways. And uh, one of the things I was, I was just remembering in my mind, there was a time where it was very common in the lexicon of our everyday language where people started using the word planet. And I'd never heard that before. And it was like, oh, it's all over the planet. And it's, you know, um, everybody on the planet. And then I found myself picking it up and I had the word, I never had the word planet in my vocabulary as, as common everyday language. When do you think that happened? Was there, was there a point when that began? Yeah, as, and it's funny because planet is in, in the word planet, and, and you know this is obviously you know the whole psychological aspect of it. You know, uh, as far as that's concerned. One thing I want to point out here is, and I should actually back up Beth really quickly here. I'm showing this chart about the the duality aspect of what they're teaching us. So I want to show this first. Um, actually, this is what I should have showed first. So this is from Crowley's book, um, and basically it goes back further to Alephus Levy with the with the law of reversal um, and think, doing things backwards, let them to learn how to write backwards, walk backwards, listen to phonographic records in reverse, uh, speaking backwards. They say the Lord's prayer backwards in the satanic church. Of course, uh, walking backwards, as you see here, just like Michael Jackson does the backslide. So this is the concept of, of duality. And that, that gets back to, it gets back to flat earth. So what I'm pointing out here is, just look at the Bible ver look at these Bible verses where the Bible says, I should say, not specific verses, but what the Bible says compared to what evolution says. You know, God's word says there was the earth before the sun. Evolution says sun before earth, oceans before land, land before oceans. I mean, I'm not gonna read off the whole list, but the, the key things I want to point out is where it says, you know, in the Bible there was birds before reptiles. With evolution, there was reptiles before birds. So a lot of uh, Christians, a lot of church attending Christians believe, um, you know, they believe in the creator, but they're also, you know, led on the wrong path and not understanding the duality aspect. And a lot of these uh, preachers, even the, obviously the televangelists won't give them this truth that this is a big lie when it comes to supposedly these these dinosaurs living, roaming this world millions of years, uh, millions of years ago. We know what the Bible says there was birds before reptiles. So this doesn't fit. Everything is, again, on the duality aspect. And the huge ones here on the bottom is there's no soul. Um, and obviously the Bible says there is a soul. There is eternity. Evolution says there's no eternity. Life after death. Evolution, no, uh, no life after death. So that gets back to flat earth. If they tell us we're spinning, you know, we're living in a ball, it's the opposite. We're stationary, fixed, and we're flat. So this is really important, leading to flat earth. How you know, this is a huge one where they're teaching off the duality aspect. And, and that's that's a huge one for people to understand. And, and I always say this, it gets back to the sun here. If they tell us the sun is far away and, and enormous, it's relatively close and relatively small. And this is, you know, obviously in plain sight. There's no way the sun is 19 million miles away, just like I showed uh, with the moon as well. So definitely, you know, once people uh, are able to um, unlearn what they've learned and start from scratch, it's, it's going to be easy to see. And one thing I want to point out, Beth, is, and, and I say this, it's very important, is we have to change the foundation um, of this whole system, this lie system, because the human mind is like clay. 
once, you know, as children, our minds are like clay. We're able to learn new languages without, with very little effort, learn new things, um, get foundations put in a, into us while our mind is still developing. It's still in the clay stage. But once you get to be 18, 19, 20, after that point, it starts to harden and your, your ideas and the concepts that have been uh, poured in the mind start to solidify and get really firm. And that's the problem. You know, and that's the old saying, get them while they're young. And that's why it's so hard for many people to jump aboard a lot of truths. And, uh, you know, once you introduce, introduce something new, it's, it's like bouncing a ball off a wall. It's, it's rejected. And really what it comes down to is for people to see the truth, they have to have interest in the truth. The people that are not interested, it's, it's just literally you're wasting time. Um, you can plant seeds, but if you go beyond that, you're just going to uh, push them away further. It, they just have this tendency to just uh, run away when you uh, show too much too soon. So definitely it has to be, um, you have to, you know, almost be, uh, you know, to plan out your approach when introducing truth to people. Because again, that mind is, is once it's solid, it, it can't be uh, shaped or formed so easily. That individual has to make that effort um, to, uh, you know, basically <laughs> melt that clay that's in their mind. That's, you know, already solidified, like I said. So yeah, it's, it's a tough it's a tough task. It's a tough journey. And, um, and I noticed, and I'll say this too. I noticed the people that with the whole school system from elementary, uh, middle school, high school to college, you know, the ones that were like really, um, you know, how can I say just, you know, super excited to go to school and, you know, science geeks and the ones that are really like gung ho about school. They're the, they're the hardest ones to, to really get them to see the light. You know, it's like you're down a path. The, the further you're down the path of the so-called education system, we know is the indoctrination center. The, it's harder for people to see that. The people that just went through school and say, hey, I kind of get the foundation here. There's a system of kids going through school, parents, you know, and their slave jobs. And there's kind of like it's systematic and society, the way it's structured. They can kind of see that. And they're not so, how can I say, um, you know, looking at the, at the whole apparatus of school, they're not invested into it as much. Those are the people that are the easiest to get to see, you know, about fake politics, this fake world we're living in. But the ones that are really invested into this lie system, obviously they're the ones that are the hardest to uh, to get, get their eyes open about so many things. Because, you know, 30, 40, 50 years of programming is, is not going to be broken in an hour conversation over the phone or, or some kind of debate on Facebook or Twitter, uh, you know, and there's a lot of, like I said earlier, a lot of ego involved with this. So it's definitely a tough, a tough battle, tough, um, uh, tough thing to, to, to battle when you're dealing with people that, again, just want to go along with society. You just want to fit in, don't want to lose their friends, family, and peers. It's just easier to just go with the program. Indeed. And it's like, you're setting me up there, Russian bids, because uh, that that's my subject is deprogramming and, you know, no offense to the, the truth world, but yeah. that that the deprogramming word, people are clear about programming. It's happening through television, through narrative, through, you know, advertising, whatever it is. But the deprogramming side, and this is this is where I felt a real calling to serve this community, is that deprogramming doesn't mean you see the lie. You have not deprogrammed. You're further ahead than when you were convinced by the lie. 
but you're not there yet. And so here's how I explain why it's really difficult to add a new thought to someone is that because I train coaches and I'm really carefully studying how can you assist someone to go from being programmed, believing a lie, taking instructions from the program, which is like an AI, how it functions in our system, to making their own decisions based on true discrimination. So what they have to do is go literally break ground in their own unconscious and guess what happens when someone else tries to break ground in your unconscious? Yeah. What was that? I'm sorry. Yeah, I was, I was looking for the answer. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. They resist. Yeah. And, and they will resist exactly. on principle, even if it's exactly the right thing. It's, a, it's what they need. It's true. It's almost like they're obligated to bring up resistance because it's never anyone else's place to break ground in your unconscious. And, and when somebody else does it, it doesn't result in a transformation. It just results in new information. And that's not enough to transform. So, so you know, everybody that has been brave enough to go, okay, and usually it's some kind of suffering. It's like, I can't go another day something. That's how people land on my doorstep. You know, I, I keep bumping up. I keep seeing this pattern in my life. It's not going away. I need you to... Uh, not need you to show me that's actually the opposite, but I need to know what is in my way and then I can assist them. But until you make that choice and, and, and the, sorry to cut you off, but the, no, okay. the foundation of the choice is, is wanting freedom. Now, again, we think we want freedom, but we want everything more, right? Yeah. We want to, we want to be safe. We want people to love us. We want you know, a job. We want money. We want food. We want, and, and we forget to actually want freedom, which I think to me, what I've, how I've defined, and I can't define that for anybody else. It's my relationship with God. Yeah. Because if I am in relationship with God, then no external force can control me. I agree. And, and that's, that's a huge aspect of, of the society obviously is this anti-God, you know, we came from monkeys and I always tell us the people, if we came from monkeys, well, they're still monkeys, we evolved from monkeys. But yeah, a lot of people, um, this is the problem. I kind of look at in this kind of aspect, people that attend church, uh, they usually just go on a Sunday, it's just for a few hours. But the so-called education system, the indoctrination centers, they're five days a week. So you're, you're pounded, you know, with that, those lies. And there's obviously the, the biblical truth. But even when you attend church, they're not given the full truth about many things about obviously uh the flat earth and, and many other truths about you know for example the christmas tree jeremiah 10 where it says to do not cut the tree from the forest and line it with silver and gold you know these kind of things there's a lot of things but one thing beth i'll, I'll mention and i try to use analogies the best way so people grasp when i try to explain about the deep deception when people say oh everybody can't be lying and i put it in this format this kind of frame of mind it's like fluoride and toothpaste where, you know, all these dentists, you know, go to dentistry school and they learn about these things. They're just reading stuff out of the textbooks and they're just with, they're all taking the information all the same way. They're all getting the same information. It's being like, well, why would they lie? This is the information and, they, and they're promoting fluoride. So it goes to them and they pass that information, obviously, to their patients. But here's the thing is there's, there's been dentists. Uh, for 25 years that come out and say, hey, I used to aggressively promote fluoride and believe there's benefits. But I've seen patients that use uh, non-fluoride toothpaste 
and they have better teeth than patients that use fluoride. So what's going on here? That opened a can of worms. He started researching things himself and re realizing uh, the dangers of fluoride. Obviously, it says it's a chemical. Do not do not ingest. If you do, call poison control. So what I'm getting at is, to be more concise, is it starts from the top, and everybody's repeating a lie, and that goes for the vax, that goes for uh, you know the moon landing. So everything's coming out from the top, and everybody's just repeating lies, just like people um, like well, that watch the news and say, well, but every channel is saying the same thing. Every if you watch CNN or Fox News about 9/11 or about COVID, whatever, they're all saying the same thing. Um, but this, this really, the best example is for events that happen throughout the world. So they hear it all in the different stations. They're all repeating the same thing. And I tell people, you have to understand, they're reading off a teleprompter. They're sitting at a desk. They're not there. They're all just getting off the wire. None of them are at the event. They're just going by what they're told. So they're clueless. Because people say, well, all these news people can't be like, none of them are there. So I break it down these terms so people kind of like, wake up that you know it's not like you know there's there's no news reporter just news readers and uh teleprompter readers and you know again to me to understand the full spectrum of the lies is to really understand you know the whole apparatus is, is controlled you know when you see predictive programming in hollywood how does that happen i explain this it's very simple they're controlling the whole apparatus from politicians to hollywood the music industry uh, when a, when anybody um, has a huge following, they're going to be pulled under the wing. They know they have a huge influence. Uh, for example, if there's a YouTuber with 40 million uh, subscribers, that's a perfect indi individual to pull into their under their wing and then to shape and mold that person. They take care of that person very well. They sell out. They want to be famous. They want to be rich. Now they're just going to spoon-fed their massive audience, whatever they're told to say. And if they don't do that, they'll be replaced. So there's many people willing to sell out. There's many people that um, that that are obviously doing that. And if you don't, you you are that one-hit wonder that no one ever hears from again, and you don't have a platform to speak. So the ones that stay on top are the ones that go along with the program. Just like the best analogy I have, I was growing up, I was a big Star Wars fan, a big Star Trek fan when I was young. Um, you know, and I see like on Twitter, like Mark Hamill, constantly, you know, wearing the mask, pushing the vax, just like uh, what's his name, George Takai. Sulu from Star Trek doing the same thing. So these former so-called, you know, idols or childhood heroes turn out to be nothing more than puppets um, that are pushing agendas. And, and again, they wouldn't be there. They, they wouldn't maintain their position unless they did that. And that goes along with individuals who I used to like, like Harrison Ford, um, you, you name it. I mean, across the whole spectrum, and that includes sports. They, they have a lot of individuals, obviously, in sports taking part of psychological operations such as Magic Johnson, uh, Michael Jordan, Charles Barkley, and you know, there's so, and so forth. Any of these big name celebrities, um, they're going to be pulling their wing, and they're going to just, you know, push ideas and narratives that that go along with with consensus. You know, obviously, consensus is not fact. It's just a, a group of people um, coming together with an opinion, and people believe it's fact because you have uh, quote consensus. It's really funny you say that because, um, you know, now when I go out, you see just the handful of people that are muzzling their face. And so we are the majority now. And you could see how, or I, I could see how tempting it was to go up to them and say, like, can you see everybody took them off? But then I would be making the same argument they made against me. Can't you see everybody's got it on what's wrong with you, right? So it's really good that you address that. 
Yeah, definitely. There's something I want to, uh, I'm going to do this temporarily, but there's something I want to show. Just, just bear with me because you just brought up an excellent point and I want to uh, bring something on the screen and everybody, I, I apologize for this because you brought something up and definitely I want to, I want to highlight this. So I'm talking about signs and symbols here. Let me get back to presenting again. This is just a momentary thing I had to do here. So getting back to the signs and symbols aspect, we're talking about the face diapers, you know, and this is, again, the duality aspect where they, if, you, if that's being up there, if that's back up there or no? Oh, yes. Yeah, I just have to let it in there. Sorry. Okay. Yeah. So here's an example of this. We're talking about, you know, the people behind the scenes are uh, controlling this whole apparatus. And this is a news story from CNN. And again, signs and symbols, which we'll get into a little bit more later on. But you have these two individuals, these two boys. One's nine, one's 11. Okay, there weren't like I mentioned earlier, just like the the the, the uh, Sky Dome logo, the the uh, the lettering, and the sun itself, that goldish and blue color, which is thirty three, and the whole story is based upon these, uh, again, these two children, these two brothers, one nine, one eleven, uh, supposedly going to their neighborhood, collecting masks, discarded masks, and they're just happens to be thirty three, and you see one on the ground there, and it's also the the goldish and blue color on the far right corner there. So again, you have your, your color coordination. You have your 33 in plain sight, the bricks of Freemasonry in the background. And this might be a stretch to some, but that one boy has his leg up and it's almost like a nine. The other's like, you know, straight away, it's like a nine 11 right there. So there's like, they, they love to communicate through. Uh, and this is, this is a fact. It goes back to uh, a Masonic encyclopedia. Masons learn to communicate without the use of speech. So that leaves you with signs, symbols, dates, numbers, and colors. They work off a whole different system, and it's, quote, uh, quote universal. That's why, obviously, if you go to Russia, Japan, uh, South Africa, and they have tanks, they're all going to have numbers, just like we do. They're all, it's, it's, it, the numbers are a universal uh, thing, of course, in, in this world. So this is a huge aspect um, you know, of this world is people... Same things. This is what I'm getting at here. I want to get to the next, next um, image. I want to get to, and that gets back to two quotes, and these are from uh, very famous Freemasons going back in time. From Freemason Albert Mackey, no science is more ancient than that of symbolism, and the next one from very famous Freemason, also from Canada. I think he's from Ontario. I don't remember. I think somewhere um, in that vicinity was Manly P. Hall where he states when the human race learns to read the language of symbolism, a great veil will fall from the eyes of men. So these things, again, they always give us the truth in plain sight um, in nuggets. So you read his books, or there'll be a lot of uh, both these individuals. There's a lot of uh, fillers, um, but within, within um, the fillers, you, you, there's nuggets of truth that they put out there, just like you see here. And again, the duality aspect of giving us a truth from uh, let me let me get this up here, and this is from former UK Secretary of State Dennis Healy. World events do not occur by accident; they are made to happen, whether it is due to uh, with national issues or commerce. And most of them are staged and managed by those who hold the purse strings. So, again, the whole idea of giving us the truth in plain sight. People, oh, this guy man's a hero. No, this is what they do. Just like when Bill Clinton wrote a, wrote a book uh, years years ago, "My Life, Bill Clinton." And he talks about the moon landing, seeing it with his uh, one of his workers at his place. And he said um, 
he's watching on TV with his with his worker, and uh, and he said that his worker said, "Oh, I think uh, those television people can fake things." And he's and Bill Clinton said in his book, "I thought he was out of his mind." And then Bill Clinton goes on to say in the book that, you know, after my time as president, I seen on the I seen things on TV that made me look at him that he was ahead of his time. So just little clues um, that they put out there. But here's the funny thing: this is in this book, without doubt. Anybody can look it up. My uh, my life, Bill Clinton. Here's the funny thing: is Bill Clinton has an audio book, and that section is omitted about the moon landing. And, you know, how those television people can fake things. And he basically admits to it. But that that little aspect. But the main point I'm getting at is here is is really important to understand is um, they always give us the truth. And here's another example of their their number in plain sight with the past event. And I covered this in Brussels, Belgium, where the supposed individuals behind it all, um, they had 33 pounds of explosives found in their house. So with their fabrications, they always code things. And this is a really important um, aspect with their number 33, of course, the highest degree in the Scottish Rite of Freemasonry. That gets into uh, past events, which I want to spotlight here. We'll get into the OJ, the OJ deal, where this is really important again. So when I mention the 33 and people are new to it, they'll say, oh, it's just a coincidence. But once you put it all together, you're going to see very clearly um, this is how they operate by the numbers. Um, with O.J. Simpson supposedly being sued by the Goldman family for $33 million. So that's just one aspect. So during the trial, after O.J. Um, you know, basically was acquitted, he was sued for the $33 million. And then 13 years of the day after being acquitted, he was sent to, uh, to prison for 33 years for stealing back his own merchandise um, in Las Vegas. So yeah, you have your 33, you have your 13 years to the day of, of being acquitted to being arrested. I should say it's not arrested, but being sentenced to 33 years in prison. Of course, he got off early. But again, these stories are fabrication or by the numbers, you know. And uh, yeah, and this is just another uh, with the 33s, all these individuals. We'll get back to OJ in a second, but I want to point this out with these world stage stories. That's all they are, stories like big uh, mainstream uh, news stories that they spotlight, their creations, real things happen. They'll get a blip in the radar on their television programming. What they spotlight day in and day out uh, hits a new cycle. They make movies about it's their creations. Just like David Koresh, supposedly uh, passing away at 33. Timothy McVeigh at the age of 33. Now there's no doubt that they blew up a building, but it was a government building. And, you know, obviously it can be easily done. They're under control of it. It's a government uh, facility, just like Mohammed Atta, 33 years old. You know, he's the uh, the one that was really spotlighted with the uh, what happened in New York. So again, by the numbers, it's always by the numbers uh, with these stories. Now, getting back um, to OJ here, this is the clip I, you know, that Rose mentioned to you, where they love to mock with the whole bogus OJ trial. And the whole what, what's the reason behind it with the OJ trial? It's divide and conquer. You know, you had the country divided 50-50. You know, again, the racial um, psyop aspect. Um, and I mentioned this to people, why would they fake things? Well, when you fake things, you're controlling the environment. You're controlling what millions upon me, millions of people are seeing. If you just cover random stories, they can go any direction. And agendas can't be pushed or propagated like they want. The world can go in, into any direction if you don't manipulate things. So the manipulation of news and, and mainstream stories 
is a must for people controlling the world. Because again, this world can go in any direction if they don't have the say of what they spotlight. So let's, let's take a quick listen to this here. And this is Ruby Wax, um, an American that is more well-known in the UK as a journalist. But just take a listen to what she says and what OJ does here. And this is, again, a complete mockery. Surprise for me. And I genuinely was surprised. I think it was this idea of a joke. And this is it. So I'll just back it up there with this. So this is OJ's way. Let me just get this going here. This is, I messed it up again there. But this is OJ's way of basically, you know, mocking the world. You know, this is after this all went down. He's released from uh, so-called prison, which I believe he never spent a day. Now, I'm going to be concise here because I could spend a whole two, three hours talking about the OJ case. But how does a man that's supposedly incarcerated um, have the ability to create audiobooks to supposedly pay off his lawyers, you know, and, and to raise money to pay his lawyers? So there's a lot of things that just don't make sense. Um, here's a big thing is, you know, when you look at this audiobook um, with OJ while he's in prison or in jail. If you look at the audiobook, it says uh, on the cover, it says Time Warner. It's funny because Time Warner also owned Core TV, which heavily covered the case. So to me, that's a conflict of interest. You know, you have, you know, again, this one, uh, this one uh, entity controlling the release of the book and also covering the case. So, but there's many things, you know, like the, uh, I always talk about symbolism, OJ with the white Bronco, the white Broncos, the white horse. Um, and, and people find it believable that he, oh, this is a real escape because he's, he's making his way with his, what actually it was, oh, was AC Cowling's Bronco, his good friend, but it was a low speed chase. It was very methodical, slowly making his way to Rockingham. And, but uh, again, people say, well, it's happening in public. So, you know, the idea of this is of, of being very real. I get it. I understand. But again, you know, in a real life situation, you wouldn't have a low speed chase. You would have um, this high speed chase and they would try to escape and everything about it was just carefully orchestrated, carefully done. There's so much more. There's so much more with the OJ case. I don't want to get stuck on one thing and one topic. But again, this the whole aspect of this is divide the country 50-50. Actually, CNN had a documentary about it saying, and, and the host said in the very beginning, if you wrote the story, no one would believe it. No one would believe it. And you had individuals like Cato Kalin, who was, uh, uh, you know, even admitted actor in the courtroom. He admitted he, was, he had his acting past. Um, everybody involved, from Marsha Clark to uh, Christopher Darden, they all became involved with Hollywood. Uh, the DA, Gil Garcetti, um, he went on to be a director in Hollywood. His son is the current, I'm not sure if he's the current mayor right now, but he became the mayor at one point. He, he, might as, he very well might be the mayor of, of L.A. still, but you see the apparatus. Johnny Cochran talks about being part of the Brotherhood in the video, being a Mason. Um, the Kardashians, how they come about? Well, Robert Kardashian, who was defense attorney, he was um, obviously involved with this case and, you know, being involved with these fabrications. And he was rewarded with his daughters being spotlighted all over the world. And just like uh, Paris Hilton getting off topic, you know, uh, being the granddaughter of a very famous um, Hilton family that owns the Hilton Hotel. So you see uh, what's happening here. These rich and powerful people and they're all interconnected. And yeah, and like I said, Marsha Clark, it's funny because she went on to be on a TV show on TNT 
which is also owned by uh, Time Warner, which also owns CNN, this TV show called Pretty Little Liars. Um, another uh, on the prosecution side, you had Christopher Darden, who went on to uh, play a cameo role in the movie Liar Liar. He was asked in a scene in an interview, uh, what's the transition like to be uh, an attorney to an actor? He goes, not much different. We're both paid a lie. So again, there's a lot of connections to be made. I'm not going to go on too much longer, but because in any case, but just the tip of the iceberg of this fabrication made for TV production. Indeed. And, uh, you know, I don't know why, maybe it's the rebel in me, but every time something blows up in the mainstream, I turn away from it. There's just, there's some kind of instinct, like, and I didn't, that's long before I understood the depth of the lies that are per perpetrated against us. But I mean, it, it goes without saying, if it blows up in the mainstream, there is an agenda, right? Yes. You agree with that? I mean, it's pure and simple. And I'm also very much um, led to ask about, like, you know, mainstream institutions, for example, like universities, wherever they are, is it safe to assume that anything that's being done by a university is, you know, got a globalist agenda to it, even if the people themselves don't know, instructors, scientists, whomever, do you think that's a, a fair assessment? Yes, absolutely. Because, you know, you look at like, for example, in, in Texas, what like, for example, that University of Texas Longhorns, where they're all saying it's the, um, it's the, uh, it's the bullhorns. It's like the, the devil's, uh, you know, devil horns. And they're, they're making excuses for, uh, oh, it doesn't mean that it means, you know, but here's the big thing is these uh, occultists, they're, they're, they're huge into deities, horn deities. Um, it doesn't matter if it's goats, cows, cattle, um, rams, whatever it is, they love the horn deities. Um, you know, and this is prevalent throughout, you know, pro football, like the LA Rams and, you know, uh, and the occultic side, like the, the, the Baltimore Ravens, they, there's always the occultic side of, of many things, uh, but, but getting back to the university, it's a great question because even before any of these professors, anybody involved, this was set up by the foundation of, uh, these institutes by, by Mason, just like Yale, they have the skull and bones. A lot of these universities of course have fraternities, which have uh, deep ties to uh, secret societies. So that, that's a huge aspect as well of what it comes to the universities and the whole school system. Obviously they're teaching evolution, but there's no God, you know, and uh, you know, all the nonsense, the ball earth. So every, everything is there as far as the manipulation. And, and again, it's, it's indoctrination. One thing I want to point out, it's really important to understand is, you know, taking a step back with the whole education system. You know, when people graduate, they don't question why they wear the gown with the, uh, you know, with the cap, the graduation cap. That graduation cap is a mortars board. That is, when it comes to Freemasonry, that's masonry work. So they're putting a, this, this Masonic, you know, tool on your head. It's basically saying we're shaping and forming your mind and you you basically when you graduate you've been successfully indoctrinated in our life system and people have no idea they don't question why are we wearing these ridiculous looking hats and also has the tassels everything is it's all about freemasonry but here's the thing is when you look at masons that go back to university to speak they never wear that great graduation cap they wear the, the soft caps they wear the baseball caps because those hats are meant as an insult 
They're not meant for the enlightened ones. They're, they're meant for the indoctrinated. And so every aspect uh, of our control system, there's a reason. And people don't ask these questions uh, of why they have, uh, and ob obviously they're called degrees. And there's degrees in Freemasonry. So there's there's so much to it. But just look at, you know, just look at Bill, Bill Cosby, which that's another huge psyop, um, supposedly what, down with him. He's attended different universities. He's always wearing a baseball cap and he has a tassel. But no, he's not wearing that ridiculous mortar board on his head. And, you know, so, yeah, it's it's you know, there's a lot of unanswered questions or questions never asked by people that perform these ritualistic events such as such as a graduation, not knowing why, not asking why. It's just something we do, it's something just like people believe in, in the ball. I don't know why I believe it. I just do. You know, that's the big thing. Getting back to ball earth. Yes. So why do you believe it? I was told you were told that at five years old. You don't have the the resources. You don't have the capacity to dissect that information you're being spoon fed at five years old. At five years old, you could barely tie your shoes. So what I'm getting at is, after five years old, you never revisit that question about living on a globe. It's just it's just instilled in you. You never. I said this before. We're in first grade, second grade, or third grade. There's not a group of kids in a huddle asking the question. You think they're lying to us? You know, it's just implanting in your mind. That's. And they ask, how, do you, how does water stick to the ball? You know, gravity. And, and you ask them to explain. They, and that's the funny thing about society. You, you mentioned flat earth. They just throw, they, they, they use that word gravity and like in a cocky, condescending way. Then you ask them, can you break down gravity, what it means? And they're just, they're like statues. They're like, they don't have an answer. So that's that's a huge aspect. That's the big problem with society. They know, um, you know, you know these, these trigger words. They know the word gravity, but they couldn't, they can't define it. Just like Neil deGrasse Tyson can't define it. I'm jumping around a lot, but it's the foundational problem with society and with, with people just assuming, oh, there's very smart, intelligent people that have everything figured out. Let me go watch some sports. Let me go to some music concerts. Let me watch some, uh, you know, Seinfeld or friends on TV, uh, you know, after work. And I don't have time to look at anything. People don't, basically, people don't have the tools to look at anything that's besides what's presented to them in the in the school system, the library, whatever, everything is presented. Anything out of that spectrum is you can't go there. You can't look at. You can't. That's not part of the equation to come to the conclusion. So the the big issue is there's not enough literature uh, for people to look at anything that things we talk about, things we look at. It's very there is it's minimal. It's very minimal. And and again, people don't have the tools to uh, investigate things on their own they they don't know how to do that they're they were not taught how to do that just like ma the majority of society doesn't know how to run their own business they're trained to work for others and they want that system they don't want people being self-employed working for themselves being self-sufficient they want you to be um you know have someone hovering over you uh, while you're at the desk not the desk but the, you know the computer desk uh while you're working the computer or whatever job you have they want someone hovering like you're a slave to the system there you go. So much in there. Um, Tommy Rogers, too. Thank you very much. You just shared Russian Vids channel. And I appreciate that because uh, we were a little bit rushed getting started and I didn't have it handy. So do click on that and uh, sub if you haven't already done that. And um, yeah, really good. Thank you, Tommy. So, yeah, yeah. I would love to talk about how the FE world is related to what you know about the Bible. I know, I know that you are a man of faith. Yes, and that is part of what really attracted me 
to interviewing you because that's, you know, sometimes without that foundation, things can go a little askew. And um, there were questions way back there. I think um, if Joey, you're still out there, I might be able to find your question, just kind of challenging the way that the Bible and FE are paired up maybe in a, you know, kind of um, convenient way, so to speak, or, or perceived to be convenient way that taking, he says, poetic scriptures out of context, which can be damaging because the poetry is meant to um, teach other things, I guess he's saying. But so, yeah, what, what, what's your take on that? What, what evidence do you see in the Bible for the flat earth? Definitely. I'll get, I'll, I'll get into that. Just okay. one thing I want to mention, I forgot to, to uh, talk about the whole Rodney King incident. We'll get into that later. But the topic now is flat earth in the Bible. And it's huge. It's all in Genesis. It's not just in Genesis. It's in Job. It's it's throughout the Bible, and it's not conjecture. It's it's if you put it all together, um, it's everywhere. So in the beginning, uh, you know, God created this world. He created the firmament. What's the firmament? The firmament is is mentioned in the Bible as a solid looking glass. You know, it's this is not like some, you know, uh, you know, analogy. This is something, um, you know, people try to write it off. So in, in the Bible, like I mentioned earlier, says the sun and the moon, the two great lights are within the firmament. You know, so people try to say, oh, it's, the firmament's just a sky. No, it's, it's, or it's the clouds. I'm like, no, it says it's strong as molten looking glass. So you, you go around the Bible in Job, it talks about how God has compassed the waters with bounds. So how does that work on a globe? The four corners of the earth, how does that work on a globe? So there's many, there's many things. The ends of the earth are mentioned multiple times. The ends of the earth. So how where, where are the ends of the earth? Obviously on, on, on a globe. And that gets back to the to what they call the Antar Antarctic Circle or the Antarctic Edge. It's literally mockery. They're telling us this is the edge. This is the circle. In, in two two cases here. So, you know, I don't want to deviate from what, what the Bible's saying. Uh we're talking about society, but they always give us hints, just like a huge one. We're talking about the Bible here. Basically, uh, the godfather of NASA, Werner von Braun, we all know or should know, he has a tombstone, uh, but basically, you know, talks about the, the, the biblical firmament. So, you know, these are important, you know, key things to understand. But basically, there's nowhere in the Bible that even comes close to us, um, you know, being taught that we live on this ridiculous spinning Ball or actually, um, you know, a lot of people try to use Isaiah, you know, um, you know, as evidence of, of living, you know, on, on this ridiculous uh, spinning water, water rocket ball. But actually just, um, in, you know, in Isaiah itself, it talks about a ball uh, and God, how, you know, threw it off the, you know, through the ball into the edge. So what I'm getting at, you know, at that time, people knew the difference between a sphere and flat. So if they wanted to say we lived in a sphere, and obviously in Isaiah talks about, you know, how God created this, uh, this tent. He sits above the circle of the earth. Well, what's a circle? You know, a plate's a circle. You know, a tire's a circle. So people try to use a circle as, as a globe. But again, the programming is so strong. Um, and when people have their, um, the, their heels dug in, and they already come to, um to believing a lie. It's hard to unbelieve a lie once a lie is believed. That's why I get back to the foundation with people. If you talk to people about flat earth that are Bible believers and right away they get offended right away, they get, um, they get very defensive, angry. They get very emotional 
I tell them, say, look, you need to calm down. This is we're having a discussion. When you get emotional, you're, you're, you know, you're letting your emotions dictate your thoughts. And this shouldn't be an emotional thing. It, it, you know, everything, everywhere in the Bible points in that direction. Just, just, you know, and I understand the whole, the whole apparatus. You know, you go to, you go to, uh, you go to school, a Sunday school, you go to a church and they're all, uh, you know, they're all preaching, uh, you know, you know, great words from the Bible. But again, they're only giving you half truth and the importance of, and this is what it's really important. There's people that made videos that talked, mentioned me uh, way back, 2015, 2016. They would scoff at me talking about flat earth and they would ignore what I was saying, even though they were on board with everything else I'm saying. But what they, this is one thing I said that made them reconsider when I said the reason they're lying about us living on this ridiculous spinning ball earth is they're trying to hide God because the big bang explosion removes God from the whole equation. So people don't even know that, that why earth spins the inertia supposedly from the initial explosion is why we have the continuous supposed inertia with the fake phony ball earth concept. So this is, again, foundational things that people don't know. Then when you start bringing up things they don't know, specifically on the so-called science side of things, then they start to say, wait, wait a second, this guy knows more about the globe than I do, but I'm defending the globe. So they, they run to, uh, they get panicky a little bit. Some run, some kind of listen, um, but it's like future shock. It's too much too soon. And people, um, the, the way the human mind works is their, their head's about ready to explode. And how can this guy know this information? But everybody else, you know, in, in basically the world believes we live on a spinning ball. So they're always going to side with consensus over truth, over what, what's, you know, uh, right in front of us, basically. And that's, it's, it's again, the, the, I said it many times, the truth pill is the hardest one to swallow. Indeed, it can seem like a bitter pill. Exactly. Yeah. Um, I'm also curious when it comes to the four corners of the earth, and, and this is an established phrase in our, in our languages, like go to the end of the earth to do whatever, for example. So it's, it's interesting how it's just right there. And, and then the four corners of the earth, what is, what is, what is that? Do you, do you have any, like the Bible doesn't say a whole lot about. Well, the four angels, you know, ah. you know, that's, that's basically like I showed earlier with that um, the depiction, and if I can get that back on there. Yes, sorry. You don't know worries. Don't worries at all. I have I have the whole um, Rodney King deal. We'll talk about that later. And there's some other stuff I want to show as well. But but getting back to the depiction I showed earlier, and specifically again the truth in plain sight with the four corners of the of the firmament. And again, if you get a real good zoom in, it's kind of hard to see. Is you have the the constellations. And here's a big thing. They're fixed. You know, the constellations are fixed. We see the Big Dipper 365 days a year, uh, you know, excluding when there's clouds in the sky. Um, you know, but, but getting back to your, the whole point, um, again, with the whole uh, Bible cosmology, I mean, it, it's, it's, it's there. It's everywhere, you know. And here's a big thing, too. Um, this is huge with me when people want want me to answer questions about the biblical side of it which is very important to me very important but also like the moon and visually you know when you look when you look at the sun you know and literally just right right above the clouds to believe that sun you know is 92 million miles away so i explain to people so 
if space is complete darkness, how can that be? You know, if, if the sun's uh, 92 million miles away, there should be light in space. We only have that localized light on Earth. That's because we have a firmament, obviously. And how do we have air pressure, obviously? How do we have, it's like, um, you know, a hairspray bottle. You know, how do you have a pressure without containment? It's impossible. So you need that. We, to have this pressurized system we live in, we just can't go from, obviously, air pressure to the void of space, where the vacuum of space. There's got to be some solid separation. So that's, you know, that's real world. And also it's biblical. So it match what I always, the point I'm making is what the Bible says matches our reality. And that's a huge thing. And again, I, I love this one here. And also too, I'm going to say it. I don't have that image right now. I don't want to go hunting around for images while we're doing the stream. But it's, it's very tedious to have so many images on my computer. But it's funny because the city of angels, Los Angeles is known as the city of angels. I look at it as a city of fallen angels. Um, and what it comes down to, you know, basically, uh, you know, Hollywood's all about witchcraft. You know, L.A. is you have the, the walk of fame with the stars in the ground that represents the fallen angels or fallen stars because stars and angels are interchangeable. Just like on a Christmas tree, you could either put a star in it on the top or an angel because they're one of the same. And that gets back to the Bible and Revelation where, where um, it says how um, a Lucifer and a third of his angels were thrown or it says stars specifically were thrown from heaven. And basically that represents the, the fallen stars when you see in LA, uh, again, on the, on the street. Um, and also obviously in Washington, DC, right above the white house is the upside down pentagram. Again, that's the, the, uh, the reversal, the, the duality aspect with the upside down uh, star. But what I'm getting at is I have an image of this one church in LA and right in front of it's the street signs it's Furman Avenue and it's amazing and here's the thing is in the whole LA uh county there's not just one Furman Avenue there's multiple in Van Nuys so we know the people that run this world that run um you know this whole world this whole apparatus they're they're in the know they're masons they're constructed uh society and they're putting the truth in plain sight with Furman Avenue and Los Angeles itself and I, and I know there's another uh, suburb with the, with the Furman uh, street or Avenue as well in the city of angels. So there's always that occultic side of things that are people really need to understand that these are occultists running this world. They put everything in plain sight and I'm sure millions upon millions of people drove past uh, Furman Avenue, not knowing the implications, what it means. It's biblical. You know, people watch movies. This is jumping the way off topic. People watch um, like Star Wars. And that's huge. And I'm going to get to that right now. Actually, this is a really good segue. Um, and this is huge. Let me get to it right here. So George Lucas, before the beginning of his Star Wars movies, has this is logo, Lucasfilm. And you have it over the dome with the sun and the moon limited under the dome. They're, we're limited under the dome. Just like this depiction here going way back. Um, what year was this? Um, this is way back when this this uh, article, this news clipping with Lucifer. And here's Polaris or the North Star um, right above. You know, this is what I call the Prince of Power of the Air, um, Bel Air. You know, and this is a huge aspect I talk about in my channel. But what I'm getting at is 
not just a flat earth model, but also in entomology, Lucas means the bringer of light. So it's the bringer of light films. So there's a deeper, people find the flat earth, they'll see the flat earth symbolism with the dome, but they're missing um, the Lucas, the meaning of Lucas film. And also it's funny because Lucas film in numerology is 33 as well. So, you know, again, it's, it's so funny how these two come together. And again, they, they truly communicate through symbolism and, and, and people are really missing the boat when they dismiss symbolism and the importance. And again, getting back to MTV here with the square and compass right behind them. So Masons have their fingerprints aboard on everything. And, and again, the whole concept of, of Star Wars. And again, that's the battle of the stars, the good and bad. But they're missing the point here. This is a movie about deep space, aliens, um, all that they're pushing deep space while they're showing the flat earth model in plain sight, which I find very fascinating. Um, you know, and the whole duality aspect of for anybody that's watched Star Wars, you know, they're on the planet Tatooine, it's a desert planet. They have the binary suns, the duality aspect. They also have an igloo. Luke Skywalker lives in an igloo in the desert, and that's another form of duality. So they have ray guns, they have lightsabers, but they're also living in hovels in the desert, in these cave-type structures. So they love mixing the old with the new. It's just the duality aspect is everywhere. And also they filmed Star Wars in, in Africa on the third third parallel. Um, forgot the name of the country. Obviously, a more northern uh, part of uh, Tunisia. Tunisia, where they filmed um, the Tatooine scene. But yeah, like I said, you know, you know, people got to see beyond, you know, what's right in front of the superficial and things go deeper. I'm really jumping off target here, uh, off topic. But like, for example, the concepts we see here, like the Wizard of Oz and the yellow brick road, and it looks like a swirl. And what people are really looking at is the snake coil. And that's what you're really looking at when you're looking at the yellow brick road. So when you make your way around the yellow brick road, you make your way to the snake's head. And that's the, the wizard of Oz himself. So yeah, there's a lot of, and that's the important aspect. I'm really hammering the point about symbolism. And there's a lot of things in plain sight that people are missing. They watch these movies and they don't understand the deeper occultic meaning uh, of, of many things. Can I jump in with a question here? Sure. So there's, um, you know, that the Star Wars brings to light, and you've already started talking about this, the, the light versus the dark, and how it's so easy to believe that that is actually what we're facing right now. You hear it all the time in the truth community. It's, you know, the, the light's going to win over the dark. Uh, and, and this is actually a Masonic concept, correct? Can you unpack that for us? Yeah, the, the good versus evil, you know, that's just the, the duality aspect. Uh, yeah, absolutely. And, and, and that's that's running through um, everything they do. You know, like I said, um, all the divide in this world that's happening, you know, it's like they're feeding into the cold conspiracy. So well, people are not going to understand. And we talked about this. You or you actually mentioned it, Beth, with the controlled op. So we're going to hear doctors throughout the years. I've been covering these, the, 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 the vax, um, the, the, the jab for the longest time, going back to the uh, so-called swine flu. And these are all fabrication. They're both all fabrication. But what I'm getting at is they'll actually uh, bring in doctors that are they're opposing uh, the vaccine. People are like, well, he's a hero. But they're playing the duality role. Well, they'll have like 99% of the doctors go along with the program, but they'll have that one or two. Um, they'll even have like 
Dr. Oz go on TV on CNN and talk about he's promoting the vax. Um, but he says, when I come home, I'm, I'm no longer Dr. Oz. I'm, I'm Mr. Oz. And my wife and my children, they don't get vaccinated. But he can manipulate and tell others that he's never met, you know, <laughs> to get it. But he's, he's, they're sending a message. They're sending a message. It's, it's, look, I can't convince my own wife and my own children don't get it. But I can convince you and your children to get it. That, that, that's, that's kind of the duality aspect where they're purposely doing that and, and spotlighting so-called um, heroes um, you know, on TV who are controlled up. So they're, they're definitely controlling both sides of the spectrum because they don't want organic people like yourself, myself, or other people in truth getting a, a stranglehold um, and having an, a real organic truth um, presence. They got to control that aspect as well. Okay, thank you. If I dig a little bit deeper into that, I mean, by appearances, that it, it, why is it so easy to convince people of that? It, you know, even those that have a belief in God and and they read the Bible, like it, it looks obvious enough that God and Satan are 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 fighting it out. That it is in fact a fight between good and evil. Yeah. Why is that not true? Um, I, I don't think it's not true. I think it, it is true that there is there is a spiritual battle taking place, spiritual warfare uh, happening. And that happened from the inception when Lucifer and his angels were thrown from heaven. So uh, out of pride, out of, out of um, you know, ego or whatever you want to say. But like it says in the Bible, um, God created all things. I created evil. I created, I, cre I created good. I created evil. I created all things. So, you know, that's... And I hope I'm answering your question properly. <laughs> well, I, I'm I'm still a bit confused. It's not your fault or anything, but uh, just just that you know when when you say good versus evil, this is much more the Masonic, right? And it's um, here, here's one of the things that you hear. I get what you're saying. I'm sorry. Yeah. I get what you're saying, but we have to understand something very clearly. These Masons steal all concepts from God. They create nothing. So I don't want I don't want to sound like I'm deviating here, but like for example. God created uh, like Masons love black cats and goats and owls. And now that has a bad stigma, but those are God's creations. So that's kind of like people uh, saying that Masons took the, the good and evil concept. They created, they created nothing. They're just, all they can do is plagiarize and steal and, 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 and kind of like play God. They basically what I'm getting at is it's kind of like this. They're trying to, they try to remove God and make themselves God and play the role of good and evil and, and try to manipulate that throughout society. Nice. Yeah. That's a good distinction right there. And a uh, common part of that narrative that's so confusing and so seductive at the same time is that, you know, well, God created everything. So God created evil and therefore evil has a bona fide place. Evil is here for the purpose of bringing you to the light. And this to me is absolutely sideways. Well, the way I look at it is this world is, is beyond, like it says in the Bible, don't lead our own understanding of things. And, and a lot of people ask questions why, and, and I get it, but I look at this world as a proving ground and it's beyond the human mind. We're like ants compared to God, obviously, in terms of understanding and, and why God does things he does um, is a mystery in certain things. But one thing is for sure, the way God intended things to happen is that's the way it's going to happen. And we're not intended to know all things. We're, we're meant to base in this. I don't want to sound contradictory to what I said earlier, because I try to be, you know, I try to be really, um, you know, foundation of, of concrete things to be proven. But there's an element of faith involved with this whole world 
you know, it'd be easy if God showed himself and everybody just believed. So in my estimation, there has to be an element of faith about the creator. But his proof is everywhere. For example, you know, myself being involved with agriculture, you look at, like, for example, a cherry tree. In a lot of cases, you'll need, uh, it needs to be cross-pollinated by a bee. So this is, shows design where God created a bee or flying insects to go from tree to tree. So a bee could be, uh, I'm sorry, a tree could be a mile away, could be cross-pollinated, but you need that flying insect. Otherwise, that tree's never going to be pollinated. The seeds of that cherry is small enough where a bird can swallow. It's eating that sweet fruit. Tempted by that sweet fruit, it swallows it. That little birdie flies away and deposits that seed maybe three or four miles away. Now you have a new tree. So all the ideas and concepts of God is genius. And, and getting back, not to deviate, but getting back to uh, this whole construct of this world of good and evil and, and why does this happen? Why? Um, you know, a lot of people question God about things. But, you know, I, I, I truly believe, again, this, this world's a proving ground. And we're all sinners. We're all, you know, we all, we're all failing. And like it says in the Bible, you know, who is righteous? Not one, you know, not one. And, um, and I truly believe we just have to believe that's what it comes to. We have to have faith in this instance, uh, what it comes to. And not also too, this might trigger a few people. Uh, even when I was young, I questioned the Bible too. Like the Bible says, question all things. Um, how do we know, you know, our, you know, religion, the Bible is true. What about Muslims or this religion or that religion? Well, look at the one that's being uh, really, um, you know, put in a bad, uh, bad light in Hollywood. The ones that oppose Jesus, um, all the movies, the anti-God lyrics and so many songs. I put this compilation video together of all these lyrics in, in, in um, you know, throughout the music industry. There are anti-God lyrics. And, you know, and it's, it's right there in plain sight, but they'll also promote like bands like kiss, you know, God made rock and roll free. Well, which God is that there's a God of this world. There's a God in heaven. So there's no easy way to explain it. And, and, you know, we're trying to cover a lot of things, but basically what I'm getting at is, um, through my research, drawn out research, um, I don't believe God would put us here. And we just come up with our own ideas and concept of what's right, what's wrong. There's got to be a a guidework, and that's why the Bible is written. They're making a huge mistake. A lot of them I talk to, they like to like it's it's too. It holds me to certain constraints. I want to be able to do this, 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 and this, and this, and not live by rules. And that's kind of like, um, you know, the satanic side of people that. They want to be rebellious and just do whatever they want. We all need to live by rules. And I, and I truly believe through my research that, um, yeah, God God just wouldn't have uh, places here. We just all make up our own rules. That's why uh, the Bible was created. Mm -hmm. Amen to that. And uh, yet Jesus equals justice. Christ equals rights. Lord equals law. I like that. And I'm going to pick on Ian for a second to saying, uh, if there is no dark, there is no light. And this I don't agree with that because that's that's that that whole dualistic side that the light depends on the dark or you or they might say it a little more sophisticated, like you can't know light without the dark. But this, I think, is is uh, misleading people. And what I what I finally concluded for myself, being very torn between worlds, you know, I came from a long line of of uh, new age throughout my world and, and then 
reclaimed my Christian roots. And I saw how the, um, like God has a pure source. We have a pure source. And that if the, if the light were to, or pardon me, if the dark were to completely disappear, now we're not talking light of the luminaries here, right? Like we're, we're, all, we're talking spiritual energy and, and that's about intention. What is in your heart? Are you, are you, are you aiming to harm, even if unconsciously, are you aiming to, you know, give what is life supporting? And I believe in a pure source, right? That, and, and so what do you think about that, RV? Well, I'm going to be very, very honest in my opinion. That's the only way I know, know how to be is very, be very blunt. God's the, the designer of duality. Masons just stole it. They hijacked that idea. So the, 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 the whole dark and light, hot and cold, everything obviously is, is God's design. And just, you know, it's amazing just comparing it like a man and a woman, you know, um, the duality aspect that God made it where, you know, uh, men are usually larger, women are smaller. Men have broader shoulders, women usually have narrow. Men have narrow hips, women have wider feet size. Everything's based on the duality. And it's amazing um, how people believe it's just some, some random coincidence. But I kind of find it, I find it funny too. I'm just being very honest. <laughs> in my estimation, I find women are more attracted to men in this world. But in the animal kingdom, it's the opposite where you have like roosters the, it, with the chickens, the the uh, the peacocks, they're very gorgeous. The, the, the female peacock's very plain, but it's just funny how the duality aspect works. And God is the creator of duality, and the duality is everywhere. So, getting back to what Ian said about darkness and light, well, it's amazing because, you know, before there was a sun, God said, Let there be light. So, before there's sun, God brought light in this world, like the Bible says. So, I, I find that uh, very interesting, where, you know, obviously with, with the evolution aspect it was you know it was darkness until the sun so people are like not gonna understand that they're not gonna get it but you know there's a lot of things that people are not gonna get but this you know this supernatural this world this physical world was created by a supernatural being and it's really beyond our minds and, and again we're not we're not meant by god's design to know everything things are going to be based on partial evidence like i said the trees the two cherry trees you need you need that you need that bee or flying insect. That's physical, but also the spiritual aspect and faith based on faith. There has there God by by design. A lot of people on YouTube or from the beginning of time before there was the internet were trying to figure out, you know, why we're here and have answers to everything. And and I truly believe uh, we're not intended to. It's, and it's because uh, there's got to be that aspect of faith a part of the equation. Um, but again, all to me. <laughs> not to be contradictory again, the evidence, the physical evidence, everything else always comes back to uh, the creator that, you know, that's um, obvious to anybody that has um, eyes to see. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. I fully agree with that, that if you try to unravel every mystery, you just end up in a, in a rabbit hole and you probably end up in arguments with your uh, friends and people you, you actually love. And so we won't go any deeper into that, but uh, yeah, it's, it's a, it's a, definitely one of those arguments i used to be in it well i'm not in the argument but around it a lot not so much anymore that's okay beth no that's okay here's the thing is too and I, i'm i'm very easy going if we have uh i'm not saying we're disagreeing but saying if we have a disagreement on some on something because that's how we sharpen our tools when and i've had people that and i'm just being very blunt you know no one knows it all obviously that includes me so 
I'll have a strong stance on something. One of my moderators, Ramin, on my channel, should challenge me on things, and we'll go back and forth. And I'm like, you know what? You're right. I have a new. I'm coming to a new conclusion based on you challenging me, and you shouldn't be afraid to challenge me. And I'm not saying it happens all the time, but it happens. Um, and uh, no one's above correction. So that's the thing is, you know, for example, I might say something that you disagree with and vice versa, but uh, initially you might disagree, but you might come to finding later or vice versa. Yeah, Beth is right. I was wrong about this. So that's that's the, the main thing is, is again, coming to conclusions based on solid uh, information and discussions. And they don't need to be uh, brash or harsh or presented, in, you know, in a very uh, condescending way. It's just people talk about ideas and not just agree just to, to agree. And um, and some things, for example, here's an example. You might tell me something, Beth, that I might be strongly opposing now. might take me a month, a year, two years. Say, so, you know what? I remember that conversation I had with Beth, and she was right. And I didn't see it at the time, but that's kind of like how I am. We have to be that way. And when the ego gets in, when, when truth and ego collide, it's a bad combination. It's a really, really bad combination. At, <laughs> at the same, at the same time, um, some things are undebatable, like you, undeniable, I should say, when it comes to uh, this fixed flat world we, we live in. It's in the Bible. It's in our reality too. These are things that, that are undeniable. How the whole system works and, um, the exact layout and, and everything based on the Bible says the earth is immeasurable. And this is the funny thing is science says they have it all measured out and figured out when the Bible, when the Bible says earth is immeasurable. So that I find that uh, a very interesting when, when the Bible says that, but yeah, there's, um, like I said, you know, uh, you know, once we think we know it all, that's when we stop learning. And, and that's where I'm at, you know, definitely willing to listen to everybody. Hey, somebody come out of nowhere and I'm not going to be big. You know, I've been out this long room. Um, and I'll just reject what you have to say. I'll listen to everybody, you know. So, uh, but here's the thing is, too, I'm gonna not to contradict myself, but I see people new at this and they're not grasping a lot of foundational things, so it's very hard for them to gather things when they're new to the new to the game, they're new to this, and they still believe in the moon lane, they still believe votes count, they still believe Trump's a hero. Then it's difficult to really, you know, we're not on the same page. And generally speaking, I don't learn too much from those individuals. Usually people that are seeking truth, that are into truth, that are like us, that's been in it for a while and really broke things down. But what I always tell people is this, when it comes to truth, you got to cover the full spectrum to understand it all. You just can't be a flat earther. You just can't be, um, you know, one side of the spectrum. You got to, you got to, you know, you got to look at all aspects. Like I said, Hollywood, the music industry, uh, politics, the media, um, the whole aspect. And this might rub people the wrong way. I even look into the satanic side of things and what are they doing? What is the enemy doing? You know, like, for example, I don't have it in front of me. I made a video about it many years ago, about 10 years ago. But in Revelation 9-11, that's the only verse where the where in the Bible that the, that the Antichrist is named as Apollyon um, and Abaddon in Hebrew. So it's the, the Antichrist is named in the Bible. So you look at the Satanic Bible, they have, and I, I might have this reverse, have it uh, mixed up here a little bit, but they have the nine rules and the 11 laws, or, but they have the 9-11 implanted in their, in their text. And I find that paying a homage to uh, their, their Antichrist and, 
And uh, obviously, uh, Anton LaVey, the founder of the Satanic Church, said, oh, it's just, you know, we don't believe in a literal Satan. We're, we're just playing this rule. But I caught um, the current Satanic high priest, Peter Gilmore, um, during an interview, um, how he basically says he doesn't like, he despises Jesus. Oh, well, then he corrected himself. Oh, he doesn't exist. And he doesn't exist. So he went from like this hatred, like he got his emotions to hating something that doesn't exist. So he corrected himself quickly, oh, but we don't believe in that anyways. So that's kind of like the true, you know, true, uh, their foundations coming out. But again, you know, they can never admit Satan is real. If they do by default, obviously, then they're admitting to God being real. And that's, doesn't make sense whatsoever. But there's a lot of things uh, as far as symbolism, like I said, uh, with the Satanic Church, Anton LaVey, and, and so much more that I pointed out in, in videos. And it also stretches the media, um, you know, and, and it's it's everywhere. Like, just like I'll show here if I can screen share again. Hopefully I have it here. Um, things in plain sight. Like, for example, and I'm kind of going to spoil it here, but I'm going to show this anyway side by side. So people understand, again, the numerology aspect, signs and symbols. So when people look, you know, the, you know, the indoctrinated, not understanding about the occult. Um, when you see Fox News, there's reason Fox are known as Sly, but also in the numerology aspect, it's 666. So you have the red and blue as well, which equals purple for witchcraft or royalty. So I'm going to show this now. So say, what, what, how did you get this triple six? And this is something I put together many years ago with this um, triple six here. That's because in numerology, specifically here, Pythagorean, when you go down the line with with the, the way their tablet works for Pythagorean numerology, named after Pythagoras, the, the basically the inventor of the ball earth, you know, Fox is a triple six. Just like Michael J. Fox and Fox Films. And there's so much more with the Fox, um, you know, when it comes to the numerology. And obviously, this is the aspect of Fox News. It's triple six news. Um you know, also, I, I don't have it in front of me, CNN, the same thing, where they're on the third, third parallel. Their logo is that curse of CNN. If you turn it sideways, you have your 33. So there's a lot of hidden things in plain sight that I point out um, with, with media events. And I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to show this. It's really important for people to understand signs and symbols once again. So when you look at the Google Chrome logo and CERN, you know, they implement their their you know, there's satanic symbolism and everything. Obviously, the the triple six um, in both logos. So signs and symbols rule this world, not words or laws. It's really um, an amazing world we're living in when you look at the signs and symbols. This is from the London 2004. Can I just add one thing before you go on from the 666 there that um, I I managed to read my way through all of uh, the New Testament, including Revelations. And uh, shout out to Shade Stone, who's here and has done a really good... um, uh, breakdown of what's going on there really changed the way that I was able to read it. If you guys aren't familiar, I I've interviewed him and hosted him for a workshop in the house of free will. Um, and, and it actually says 666 is the number of man, not of the beast, right? Like, and, and there couldn't be a more common, if you just ask anybody what's 666, they're going to say it's the number of the beast, right? So there, there's a massive psyop right there. Well, when it comes down to it, when you when we look at the whole thing, he's he's the seed, you know, uh, 
the, the seat of Satan when, when you when you look at all when you break down uh, the biblical verses together. Uh, it's definitely and also too. There's one thing I want to mention as well when it comes to the Antichrist, um, and, and this is what I really want to point out. People like don't get it. It says clearly in the Bible how you know he'll survive a false miracle, lying wonders. What is that? That's a hoax. So that's what I see happening. Some false type of a miracle, um, the so-called mortal wound, but it's all just a fabrication. So um, people kind of like look look at it a little bit sideways. But lying wonders, you know. Uh, what is that? Lying wonders and uh, deception. And, and that's that's kind of like the direction I kind of see things going. But here's a big thing that people are missing the boat when it comes to the Antichrist. It says the world will fall. What is that? Um, that includes the atheists. The atheists will go from non-believers to believers in the false Christ. And that's one aspect um, that someone mentioned. Oh, yeah, a lot of these um, you know, atheists will never believe. I'm like, no, they're going to believe, but they're going to believe. Um, in, in the false Christ again, the world will follow, follow him, and uh, you know, and that's you know. But again, that's my interpretation of things. Fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> so many different ways. Yeah, it's a can of worms, I tell you, RV. Yeah. Some people say uh, it's not six six six. Is what was it six six one six? And you know, you know, people like for example, get, you know, we can go along the whole spectrum of the Bible. They say Jesus uh, was was uh, crucified on a cross. Some say hung from a tree. There's a lot of a lot of things. But one thing, real quickly, I'll throw in there about that. It's funny because you had uh, with the YouTube, they had the, um, you know Jesus. You know, literally, Jesus is not the correct name. It should be Joshua, from Yeshua to Joshua. That's the correct translation. So it could be the Joshua tree that. Christ was hung from so that's you know a whole nother topic I'm, I, I know I, I tend to you know go in all these other directions but little tidbits I like to throw in um, you know as I'm, I'm, I'm speaking about many things but one thing definitely again the numbers game about a lot of these things you know like what happened in London which I've covered uh, with with this uh, one van with this uh, this one uh, ramming and they and they spotlight like they spotlight the license plate for the media and you break down. This is a video I made long, long ago, um, you know, in the license plate numerology and Pythagorean is 33. This is a constant theme with the people look at this. Oh, you know, just one example. I had a video about coded license plates in movies and TV shows and news events where a lot of these license plates add up to that 33 num uh, numerology um, in London you had the um, Dylan Roof PSYOP it was in South Carolina. And um, he's standing. This is when I really was paying attention. It was Dylan Roof is supposed to be being arrested. Um, he was in, indicted for 33 counts and all this stuff. And I'm, I know it's a PSYOP. And he's standing in this one photo in front of this car. And you can clearly see a license plate. I'm like, this license plate is like right in your face. And I look in the numerology calculator. It was 33. So people like scoff at that when they're new to it. It's like doesn't really mean anything. But what I'm saying is they put their trademark, they put their stamp in plain sight. People don't see it. Just like the, the Fox News, you know, it's people are not going to understand. It's, it's the triple six news in, in plain sight. Uh, just like triple X, those movies, we know what those are. There's a reason it's triple X. It's, it's triple six. So everything's in plain sight in our society. Again, people have to, you don't have to like it or, or any which way, but 
understand how these people work to understand their methods and understand how they operate and all the clues are in plain sight if you if we understand their language indeed well this has been amazing uh, rv i fully appreciate that you have made the time for this and uh, that we got on even though we had a little bit of a confusion at the beginning those of you who maybe came on, uh, I'll say on time, quote unquote, you might want to go back to the very beginning. And we talked a little bit more about the origins of the truth movement and how RV has come to it. And uh, I fully appreciate everybody's presence here. It's it's awesome. I, I love this subject. And uh, thank and you. Beth, very much. Yeah. Yeah, Beth, I'm so sorry. I want you, okay. If I could just run through this one thing with, with the whole Rodney King thing really quickly. We have time for that? Oh, sure. Okay. Yeah. Sure, go real ahead. Quick, I'll, I'll be very concise. But I'll be right yeah. with you. Yeah. 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 Real quickly. So this happened, of course, just like the OJ case is just a huge divide and conquer. Happened on March 3rd, March the third month of the year, 33. So you have this man on the ground. This is supposedly Rodney King. So I don't want to toot my own horn, but no one else covered this. I, I got to zoom in on this individual. And this is supposed to man the next day is supposedly beaten up with the, with the, uh, the pig, not the pigtails, but the, the braids. It's kind of hard to see, but this individual has more like fluffy, puffy hair. Doesn't, this doesn't jive with me. And I started looking at more and more. And what you have here are these two individuals. This is, this is supposed to obviously Rodney King. And this man is not the same individual. And I find interesting. He's blind in that right eye, but you look at the forehead, you look at the nose. You see that little gap there? There's no gap here. These are not, it's like a movie. They're just, this is someone that obviously really got beaten up. What I'm saying is, of course, what happened in LA, there's real riots, real, you know, bad things happen. But like the song goes, we didn't start the fire. There's always burning. They're the ones that are uh, through, through false events, through manipulation, they create real reactions. So that's what I'm getting at. And also one last point as a little slap in the face. Um, the one police officer, Stacy Kuhn, and Kuhn is a derogatory term for black people. So there's like a little uh, little inside joke with those that love to uh, play on names, like the first woman in space, her name was Sally Ride, or first NASA female in space, her name was Sally Ride, like Bernie, he made off with your money. So I'm going to end it there because we'll keep going on. We're about to hit the two-hour two mark. But I just want to throw in this, again, this is another example of manipulation and divide and conquer it's uh, you know divide distract deceive you know these are the three uh three ingredients uh for control through manipulation very good and i just actually saw one more topic that was on our plate here so sure. if, you, if you still have a few minutes about uh, just because it's so hot in the in the mainstream right now the uh, music industry and um and transgenders unless those are two oh, separate okay. things but yeah yeah i cover this extensively and i'm glad you brought this up and this is regarding their their, their masonic god baphomet um and basically it's a, a transgender it's a male it's a it's a it's a man with female breasts with a goat's head so they're in, they're perverting god's creation mixing male and female humans with a goat and this is what they like to do. So when you have all these individuals in Hollywood, which is witchcraft, uh, there's many individuals, uh, uh, females that are really males. And again, this is, it goes beyond just, you know, doing it to do it. They're doing it because, um, and this is from, um, personally, I mentioned earlier, Albert Mackie. Let me get to his quote here. It has nothing to do with what we're talking about, but just so people have an idea of who I'm speaking about. So this man, if you look at, 
his this man's reading a very free very famous Freemason from 1800s who has uh, a book about symbolism and the importance of symbolism like no science is more ancient than that of symbolism in his writings in the very same book he talks about the most divine being being a mixture of male and female that's their ultimate being the div divinity of the male and female together the bringing the two into one just like the twin towers there was two towers they brought it to one the twin just like in back to the future they had the twin towers then there was the the lone pine uh, mall so they'd like to bring the two into one and that's the whole masonic concept in plain sight but definitely there's many 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 in the music industry the like i covered pink i've covered it in sports uh this one tennis uh player in australia um samantha Stauser is one the the Williams brothers as I call them uh, there's many there's there's the list is very very long and actually if I was prepared I could show many images that are indisputable George Clooney's so-called wife Amal is definitely a man um, the list and it goes further than that there's 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 so many and again they want you to worship the image of, of their God um, and they have multiple names for their deities. Um, this is like the land of confusion, but definitely um, the whole idea, the whole concept of perverting God's creation, bringing male and female to make them one. And they're pushing in pro wrestling right now where there's wrestlers that are transgender. So it's definitely an agenda, but what their agenda is they always do it slowly. It's, it's been slowly implemented. And so people, it's like jumping in a pool. People jump in if they're, uh, or a hot tub. If you jump into a hot tub and your body's cold, you're in shock. So you put your, your toe in, your foot, your leg. So you slowly get used to it. That's exactly what they're doing to society. They slowly implement concepts and it becomes normal over time. You can't introduce everything quickly. Then it's rejected. There you go. So, yeah, Joe K said, I get all my mainstream news from RV. That's awesome. Thanks, I was, I was going to chime in a little bit with the male and female because sure. uh, you know, that is one of my subjects with the masculine feminine archetypes that are hardwired. And if everybody spent the time to look inside, they will, they will, of course, see both. God made the left brain and the right brain and all different aspects of this masculine feminine. And but what's the difference? What are they doing? By the way, I've been called a man. I can see like that's how they're trying to take me down out there, or one of the ways anyway. I'm sure there's more more than that, but uh, that so I thought that was fun. And uh, and so the difference is that because if you become powerful in both of your, if we can call them sides, and we're talking duality. If you you know, in, and how do you become more powerful? in in uh in your feminine is actually to come to grips with your masculine shadows because that's one of the things that men often don't understand is that if they do the inner work to heal their inner feminine they don't become more feminine they actually become in their expression more naturally masculine because they chose the the they chose a man as it as their well this is debatable too, but anyway, they're here as a man. That's probably God's choice, not their choice. That's my old new age talking. But what's happening in, in this, you know, when they, when they, when they pair up and uh, what's actually happening is they're depressing both of them, right? It's not, it's not making both of them strong. It's depressing them. It's, it's blurring them. It's making it so you can't tell. Like literally I walked by somebody the other day, I could not tell if they were a man or woman. I couldn't tell. Happens a little and time it, with me as well. Yeah. Yeah. And it's partly hormones that have been 
you know, contaminant, the food has been contaminated, water has been contaminated, and they physically are, they're, they're physically in confusion. But of course, all of the media and the narrative around that, making it okay to not be, um, you know, a, a real man's man. And that's, that was a, a huge motivation behind this podcast, the King Heroes journey to, to bring out the King Heroes, such as yourself, uh, who are willing to be the head of the spear, say the things that, you know, it, it is more masculine. Even my role right now is more masculine, but I don't have a husband doing it. I'm the one doing it. So then, you know, it, but if it, it doesn't take away from that fact, it's just been so twisted. What do you want to show us here with Super Trump? Yes. Well, I want to talk about what you're talking about, but yeah, I'm just, I'm just throwing up different images. This is again, the, the, the duality aspect where they, again, getting back to Crowley, they work on the, on the opposites. So what you're looking at here on the left, this is a mirror reflection on the left is an album cover from the group Super Tramp from 1979. And this woman um, is holding a glass of oranges, oranges, um, Huge with, with mace rays, of course, orange, orange, the only color, single color in numerology that is 33. So that's why the astronauts brought Tang to the moon because Tang is orange. So she's holding it right in front of the towers, right above where it says Super Tramp. If you reverse image, you see the 9-11 over the towers. Now, a huge thing is the towers construction started, specifically the North Tower was started first. The groundbreaking was 1968. So from 68 to 2001, that's 33 years. The pilot, Mohammed Atta, was 33, 33 years old. The 9-11 calling system went into play the same year of the construction, the groundbreaking of the North Tower, 1968, in Haleysville, Alabama, on the 33rd parallel. So these people work by design. People work in random. They don't. Everything's by design. Just like when they did, had the groundbreaking at the Pentagon, it was September 11th, 1941. So it was attacked quote attack 60 years later to the day. So everything's on numbers. So when I first mentioned the numbers to people, and a lot of people on YouTube, unfortunately, they they make it sound ridiculous, but I stick with numbers that are really relevant. I don't want I don't I don't dilute it, drown it out with nonsense numbers. Uh, but these numbers are important where they work off dates, sign symbols. But the whole aspect here is this is how far the planning goes back. And like I said, it went back even further. This 79 went back to 1941. You know, with the, um, like I said, the, the, the groundbreaking of the Pentagon, September 11th, 1940. And of course, George Bush, September 11th, 1991, 10 years to the day, talking about how we need a new world order. So everything, again, is by the dates, by the numbers and the colors. Now, getting into the whole male and female aspect that you're mentioning, um, I kind of look at it this way. I mean, I've seen a lot of people, they're born, um, I see their parents, I see the, I see the children. Some of them have. The, the boys sometimes look like the mother. So when you talk about the feminine side in a male, whatever, this is not a stretch. There's literally the duality aspect is, is in play in that physically, you know, physically where the male looks like the mother more than the, the father. There's also things I don't want to deviate too far where if a woman's more controlling the relationship, usually when she gives birth, they're more females than males. That's what I see with a very dominant female. And she's taken over, um, and it works out that way. I've seen that, where the, where the man's more dominating, there's more boys. That's not maybe scientifically proven, but I've seen that in my own um, life, and I'd studied this with people, um, the more dominating side of things. And, and, yeah, so, you know, there's a lot of things that are hidden in this world, but 
the bottom line is people are afraid to look because now they have to start. They don't want. It's like people are afraid to look at something uh, as we're showing, displaying because it's going to alter their whole worldview. It's called future shock. They just their whole mind, their whole body just can't take it. You know, they just it just it's just um, you know they're in the state of like I rather just um, like the old saying, ignorance is bliss. You know, and, and and it's like, yeah, you might be right. I actually had, I have a friend years ago I introduced about 9-11 and many things. He said to me, everything you're saying is right as far as what you're proving, but I still don't want to believe it. I don't want to believe it. I don't want to believe it because the all the evidence you're showing me adds up and makes sense in the way you present it as well. And, and again, it comes down to just fitting in society. No one wants to be out cast no one wants to be a black sheep so doing what yeah. we're doing is not going to get them any closer so they buy the nice car they buy the nice sunglasses they buy the nice clothes now they're going to be involved with the truth now it, it doesn't equate you know it doesn't equate to everything they're trying to do superficially to gain this stature or prestige or whatever and then you get involved with the truth you're going to be a black sheep so it doesn't go side by side I just want to show this image which I show many times where it states in the Bible how, um, you know, the Antichrist is supposedly blinded in the right eye. That's the whole point of covering the right eye with left eye, Lopez, and all these other puppets. Um, you know, this is, you know, again, symbolism. They're talking to symbolism. And just a few more here while we're at it. Um, talking about predictive programming uh, with Columbine, you know, they always have, and I should mention this, and I'm glad we're still going because it's just like the Titanic where they had this uh, one book that was written approximately 10 years before the Titanic happened. It was called The Futility of the Titan. And basically, it was verbatim of what happened with the real-life Titanic, where the ship size, um, it was unsinkable, not enough life rafts. Um, it was struck, uh, before sinking, struck on the starboard side, happened the same month, uh, uh, the same hour, all this stuff. And it's supposedly a reality, but there's a lot of truthers that believe the official narrative that it was a conspiracy and they really sunk the Titanic. They have no evidence besides what they show on TV, like underwater, but they can manipulate that as well. So what I'm saying is, what I'm getting at is that's that's predictive programming. They're telling us what's going to happen before it happens in a book. Now they're doing it through movies, but here's an ex another example with a book. This book came out in 1991. I was 91 or 92. It's called The Final Exam. It says here, if you fail, you'll just die. And the high school is Columbine High. So we know what happened in 1999 with Columbine High School. So this is this book's all about, it's kind of maybe blurry, but they're, through their literature, through their movies, through their books, they're telling us what's going to happen before, before it happens. And just more, a uh, couple more things I want to show. And I'll be quick. This individual, this individual here, oops, wrong one. This individual here, his name was Mason. Um, I forgot his, his I forgot his full name, but his Mason's in his name. I don't remember his name, Mason Jones or whatever. Anyways, he supposedly survived Paris. He survived Boston, and he survived Belgium. Three different quote uh, uh, terrorist events. So it's like mocked with a, a guy named Ma Mason Wells is his name. Mason Wells, and they flew him back to the United States after surviving um, 
what was it, the Belgian bombing, and he was he was met by a man from the from the Mormon Church named Dallin H. Oaks. If you put the middle initial with Oaks, you get hoax. <laughs> so they're like psychopaths behind all these ridiculous events, just like Hollywood Airport. I'll, this is the last one I'm going to show here, Beth, uh, Beth. So this is from Hollywood Airport. It happened again. This is from Hollywood Airport in Florida, where you supposedly had um, this, this shooting in, in the airport. But while everybody's running out of the airport during this supposed event, you have these two cameramen standing like statues. I guess they're bulletproof. And you have Santa with his dog. Santa, Satan, in this, obviously these weird colors to really stand out. I believe he was the director of this, all this nonsense. But it's you know, people might just look at this one. Now you see him outside. The director with this, with this supposedly this event happening with this uh, airport shooting. It's hard to see, but his legs are kind of crossed. His dog is sitting on the ground. While these people are running for their lives, <laughs> you know, it's what I'm saying is so. This is to be more concise. I'm covering the whole spectrum of truth, not just flat earth. I'm covering the fake bombings, fake shootings, fake this, our manipulated world. That's why it's very important to cover these events. Now, this is why I have a problem with the baby truthers. They're calling a lot of fake events real, they're adding confusion. They never made a video production of any of this stuff. I've covered pretty much all of it. And I show things like this that are undisputed, undeniable, that are happening. There's so much more. This is just the tip of the iceberg with these events. But again, Mr. Santa or Satan, um, and we all know Santa's from the North Pole and Polaris. But yeah, everything's, uh, you know, the mockery and the plain sight and all. And I'm, I'm jumping all over the place. But again, my point is, if people are involved with truth, you really got to cover the full spectrum, like I showed earlier. A perfect example here, getting back to the Belgium with that uh, with Mason Wells, and that they found supposedly 33 pounds of explosives. So everything comes together. And in closing, I'll say this. I don't work off one piece of information to come to conclusions. I have multiple proofs of evidence, not just one. People, if you just use one, they say it's flimsy. It's just a, a, it's a stretch. So definitely we I present information about flat earth, about a, a fake shooting, fake bombing, whatever. I use multiple evidence, multiple proof. And but even then they'll, they'll deny the undeniable. And that's the problem is, is some people you'll never get to. But here's the last thing here is only God can open eyes to these things. If you're you know, I truly believe if people write with God, their eyes will open to this satanic deception that's happening. But it's not like handing over a slice of cake or a slice of pie. Or a football, it's not that easy. They have to be right before their eyes can open because a blind mind can't see, and only 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 God can, like I said, um, you know, open eyes. We could just put it out there, only but only God will allow them to see it when they're right with God. In mm -hmm. my estimation, yeah. Beautiful. That's an excellent cap on the interview. You. Yeah, if you're open to it, RV, I would love to dig in and just see some of the more. Um, you know, those mechanisms that they use to uh, like just cloud the truth and, and show us, you know, make us think that we're looking at one thing, even, you know, some really current stuff. I, I bet I, if I even say the words out loud, it could get me censored. But, uh, you know, the, the recent war and stuff that I haven't spent the time at all researching, literally just keep my head down and, and do my work. 
but no, no, for a fact, it's a kind of wag the dog situation. So if you're open to it, would you come back and talk about some of those? Absolutely. And I'll just say this really quickly. Real things are happening, but what they spotlight are their fabrications, just like that one, um, that one, I forgot the female's name it was in Basra um, in, in Iraq. The, the whole story was basically a fabrication. So while there are real things happening, one thing I'll say is about Saddam Hussein in the world stage really quickly is when he was supposedly captured, I deal with agriculture behind him. He was captured to supposedly December 15th, 14th or 15th in winter. And basically in Iraq, there's not supposed to be any fruit on the date palm trees. Behind them, there's a full gaggle of date palms hanging, beautiful, golden, for all to see. So everybody in Iraq knows the last harvest is the end of August. That's when you have your... So what I'm getting at is they filmed that prior. He's part of the world stage. And that's just a little segue into the next interview about the world stage and all these leaders. Nice. Oh, you gave me the title for it. Perfect. <laughs> That's great. All right. So I'll get with you and we'll we'll pick a new date and uh, I'm going to be solid with it this time. No worries at all. No worries. <laughs> yeah, really fun. Thanks everyone for coming. It feels like a, a bit of a reunion. I haven't been covering these kind of subjects that much in the last year. So really fun to see uh, Najiketa and uh, uh, Tommy Rogers and Flat Earth Biblical. I actually see you more and uh, you're welcome, Kimmy. Very good. To, I'm glad you were here. And I wish everybody has a beautiful rest of your day. What's coming up right now um, in the House of Free Will, by the way, the ministry that I have that is membership only, you are welcome to apply if you feel called to be part of. It's not an organization. It is a private assembly. It's really made of the men and women that are there. And uh, the, the requirements are that you don't drink Kool-Aid and uh, there, there's nobody in there that's not awake and that you have an interest in uncovering your own truth inside yourself and seeing through not only the lies out there, but seeing through the lies in here. In addition to that, I uh, host the, the Law Guild, which is building up a library of information. So there's workshops by my favorites, James the Patriot and Brett Fountain and Alphonse Fasciolo, who spontaneously jumped on my interview with Brett Fountain the other day. Amazing. If you don't go back and uh, or if you haven't watched that already, do go back and watch um, all kinds of good stuff. Some of the Canadians as well stand for the guys providing content in there. And then the coaching guild where I'm actually just finishing training a whole round of coaches right now, which is so satisfying. The most beautiful work is sponsored by the pandemic. Thank you very much for inspiring me to do that now and not later. So uh, once again, Russian Vids, I have shared your link in the chat here. I'll put it up on the screen one more time. So if you're not subscribed, I'm probably the last one <laughs> to subscribe. That's you. Do you have several channels, RV? Yes. Um, you and, do. And, yeah, I just keep it like um, there's Rockfin. There's also um, RV Truth Uncensored on Rockfin and also Russian Vids on 153 News. And I'll leave it there <laughs> for reasons we'll, we'll talk about um, after we go offline. But yeah, that's that's pretty much it as far as that's concerned when it comes to Russian vids. And I want to thank you, Beth, so very much. I know I go on for a bit um, a, a tangent. I, I kind of ran a little bit. It's good. And I, I greatly appreciate you uh, letting me speak on your platform. And uh, people know this. I go on and on forever about things. But I, I greatly appreciate you and your patience with me and also your audience and a lot of them I recognize um, and I appreciate like Tommy, uh, Tommy Rogers 
and, and, and others here um, I've I seen, you know, over the years. And also, too, the, the blind eye kicks. It actually, um, the, uh, with a blinded mind, the eyes are useless. So, yeah, there's a brother, uh, Tommy Rogers, been a, a long-time um, subscriber and also a mod, um, you know, on, on my channels over the years. But, yeah, I'll leave it there. And definitely, you know, this is our first time talking. We never spoke before this, literally just a few minutes before we uh, we aired. And, and, I, and I feel like, you know, no two people will be, you know, um, you know, have the exact same, you know, thoughts and beliefs. But I think, you know, from, you know, from what I ascertain, I think, you know, we're on the same page believers and knowing we're living in a, in a, in a, in a, in a fictitious, um, there's no matrix because there's a real world, but there's people manipulating things. That's why it's the matrix. But I think we're on the same page on, on most things. And that's the most important thing. The solid foundation, we're believers. And from there we can, we, there's no limits. Amen to that. Well said. Yes. Beautiful. Uh, I'm really glad to have had you here today and thank you everyone for coming. So I'm going to sign off now and I apologize. Uh, I won't be able to stay backstage just because I've got something I need to get off to, but um, I'm going to connect with you real soon. How's that? Perfect. That sounds good. Just want to, yeah, I'll tell you maybe, you know, whatever, no worries, no worries. We'll, we'll, we'll talk soon. And again, thanks so much. Okay. Thank you as well. All right, everyone. Have a beautiful rest of your day. Bye for now. Take care all. Okay. Bye. Bye-bye.